Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. That's okay. <laughs> All right, we are back here on the Couch with Taste Sports. I had to turn that down because it was a little loud in my ear. That being said, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. Me, Sonny Clark, the old grumpy, tired old man, but that's okay. That's what makes me interesting. Now, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to do it because I'm putting it out there, and I don't know if you'll hear it or not, and frankly, I don't care. And frankly, I know this is my show and this is a good thing because I can do this when I would be told not to do this probably. But I, I got a message to a person out there who knows who he is. And I'm just going to put it out there. Don't even bother picking up the phone now. It's too late. Been on this program for seven years with a friendship and the fact that you haven't done your portion and your part as far as participation in this friendship, I ha- I've decided that I'm not going to be a part of that friendship. So just a publicly stated, you know who you are and don't appreciate the fact that We've been on the outside, quote-unquote, looking in as our, quote-unquote, friendship probably evidently didn't mean anything to you, more so than it did me. As usual, it's a Sonny Clark thing, but that's, that's okay. Go about your business. I'm going to go about mine. And no, it's not Cuervo, the fine co-host of this program. So, and no, it's not Tarvin, and no, it's not Big Dog. You do the deduction if you listen to this show. So, I'm done with it as far as that portion of it is concerned. And it's publicly and it's put out there. Just lose my number. That having been said, good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. As we t- get ready, as it's the NFL. Hey, well, it's actually five days. Thursday, first game. But seven days away is the full slate of NFL football. And then, of course, there's two Monday night games. If they, I got to look at the... Uh, Schedule, but I think there's two games on Monday night. 
I'm I'm sorry, my anger is a little bit high right now. And maybe it'll come down. Maybe I just need to start talking some NFL. Lots of NFL news. Let's do that. Let's talk some NFL news. Hopefully the situation won't affect my performance here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Let's, before we get to we got a lot of locals that are listening here in the Rowlett area. Let's talk a little bit about the game over at Cotton Bowl Stadium, that big bowl game feeling that happened, even though the bowl wasn't full, but that was irrelevant. There was It was loud still. I'm still amazed by that because <laughs> everybody was sitting in the overhang where the shade was. <laughs> and I can't say I blame them <laughs> as the Rowlett Eagles were wearing their gray to try to stay a little bit cooler. But what a game. And, and folks, also, I got to put out an apology. Our transmission went down on the biggest play of the game one play missed and of course it's got to be the biggest one of the game we're coming in and but here's the good thing in the archive you can hear it because of course we recorded it um so that being said i had to go back edit it add it in there it was a reverse right to start the third quarter trenton gordon gets the kickoff and reverse to uh, Jacques Davis for the touchdown on the kickoff to start the third quarter. Amazing. It was amazing. And um, that, that having been said, it was a fun, fun game. I'm, re- I'm really excited about this year as far as where the Rowlett Eagles are going. Because let's just be honest, at 2-0 and where they sit right now after they got the victory yesterday, I don't know if I felt that they would be there. Number one, the Rockwell football team always brings it. And they brought it yesterday. Just didn't have enough to survive the Eagles, unlike the three prior times where they got the victory over the Eagles. So that was huge. Then it was the the Cotton Bowl, the historic building that is the Cotton Bowl. So that was cool, um, and it took a lot out of me. I started the day out early because I wanted to get out early and um, see my kids as the Lakeview Centennial Patriots got a victory at with 20 seconds left to go on the board over the North Mesquite Stallions. So uh, that was a big game, especially one of those last plays. Well, the last play for the Lakeview Centennial Patriots as the touchdown was concerned. Um, so – Matter of fact, uh, Bill Cerna probably looked at me like I lost my mind because I darn near jumped out of my seat. Not that I'm a Patriot fan. I just wanted to, I want to see good things for the Garland ISD. So uh, that was right there. So we're going to recap a little bit more of that in our pregame show for next week as the Rowlett Eagles are taking on Plano and they will be at HBJ Stadium, the home of your Rowlett Eagles. Again, if you can't make the game, you can always give us a call, listen in live, 347-215-7497, or hit the website, www.thecouchpotato.wix.com forward slash Rowlett Eagle Sports. Make sure you check it out. It's Sunday. It's that being said. Now, programming note. I've been giving warnings for the last two months. Week one, we're kicking this thing off at 9 a.m. As we're going to take three hours, we're going to look at all the games like we have always done 
minus one person sometimes whenever he had an opportunity to join us um he couldn't always join us which everybody's busy so we never took that offense but but he he's going to be minus but that having been said every sunday morning 9 a.m we're going to take a look at the games that are going to be on the slate and that's going to be so much fun so make sure you join us on Sunday mornings throughout this season, all 17 weeks. And then also going into the playoffs, we'll kick it in with the three hours, even through the playoffs. And we'll talk about all the news and notes that are going on in the NFL. And let me tell you something, folks, there's a lot of news and notes going out because there were a lot of cuts, lots of injuries, and we can talk about it. So Brian Tarvin gave us a call. He's the host of Way in Sports Talk. Which, by the way, great participant in our show, and we always appreciate his time whenever he can, because he goes to church and he even sneaks out of church sometimes just to get something in. Gotta love, gotta love that kind of dedication. And um, <laughs> having been said, he he said, and I don't know, I don't know, I I don't know if I agree with him or not. I don't know if I should agree with him or not. And and it will come to that. You, you got to make a decision on whether or not you think these preseason games are good enough to have your guys in. Should they even be played? If there is, how many should be played? Should it be four? Should it be three? Should it be two? Some cases, five. If you're that special pick for the Hall of Fame game. That having been said, when you look at these preseason games, you see the major injuries that have come out. Folks, there are two starting quarterbacks that are huge. However, one wasn't even in the preseason game itself, but it happened off the field kind of at a practice. And we're going to talk about our standings. I got a major pick that I I have winning the NFC North, and we're, they may have slid to I don't know. They picked up Sam Bradford. I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings. When you lose a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, your starting quarterback, your franchise in reality. You got to make some major, major overhauls. And I don't know. I can't say it's the right decision for the Minnesota Vikings, but it was a decision that was made. And, and I'm not going to argue with the decision because I still think there's something in Sad Bradford that could get the job done. And if there's a coach that maybe can do that, it's Zimmer. Coach Zimmerman up there in. In Minnesota. So if you're going to get anything from Sam Bradford, you got to be the right coach, in my opinion. And I think that that could happen. I think that's something that Minnesota Viking fans, you know, it's not going to be something you can lean on. Let's be honest. As much as uh, Teddy Bridgewater was the guy that they were going to lean on. But that also having been said, there are not too much better options out there. And whether or not 
the options good, bad, or indifferent, we we can talk about. But the only thing I will say, as far as the the Minnesota Vikings are concerned, I don't know if they're going to be able to get the job done. That having been said, we will see what happens later on in the season. I don't know if they put Teddy on IR or not. I'm pretty sure they will. And boy, oh boy, all as you can say, it is really an interesting situation. Lots of things. And uh, folks, I I was just distracted just for a moment um, as far as a message that I'm getting. Um, So um, I'm back. And uh, the person that sent me that message, I think, is listening. Um, I'm thinking about him. You know we can't talk about it, but you know I'm thinking about him. No, I'm not. And I'm not talking about the one that was was regarding a, a player. So that having been said, the Minnesota Vikings got a lot of work to do. Will they be able to pick up with Sam Bradford where they really lose a lot when you lose Teddy Bridgewater? I'm sorry, the difference between Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford, it's night and day. The question is, is does Sam Bradford have anything left in the tank that he thinks that he can prove? And this would be the time to do it because this team, in my opinion, was set for the NFC Championship. When they lose the Teddy Bridgewater, it changes the whole scope of the NFC in reality. But with the options at quarterback being so slim, it is really interesting to see how the Sam Bradford thing has worked out. Rams, Eagles, going to be the starter. Bridgewater goes down. Now you're the starter up in Minnesota. Going to be real interesting to see how that works out. Another quarterback that got a job after being cut this time. And, folks, I'll tell you, I hate this move. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, like most of my listeners here in the local area are, you can't feel good about this. You know, I look at Mark Sanchez, and and this really has nothing to do with the butt play. This goes as far as talent is concerned, because let's face it, if he had a butt play and he was a good quarterback, we wouldn't be really revisiting the fact that he had a butt play. Now, would we? We'd be talking about how great this guy is. And if he was so great, he'd be the starting quarterback for the Jets. And look at the Jet quarterback situation over there. I I don't know. But the Denver Broncos cut ties with him, which is no great big surprise, which also might change how I look at the AFC West. Because I had the Broncos in last place in that division. So that one's huge. 
Do the Broncos move up? Do they stay the same? We'll talk about that once we get our co-hosts in. They usually come in a little bit later. And also, by getting it back and keeping it right here, Mark Sanchez, backup quarterback, how confident do you feel? about? I, I'm sorry. I'll just put it out there. The Dallas Cowboys might be the dumbest franchise in, this, in the NFL. I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, you got rookies backing up. Mark Sanchez doesn't bring anything to your football team. Why do you go out and get this guy? You can't, I guess you can't tell me any differently because of the fact that this guy has had two good years. That was his rookie year and second year. After that, this guy has really went away in oblivion. Now, all of a sudden, he's the answer in Denver. Oh, wait, no, he's not the answer. But now he's a backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Are you telling me that there are no other quarterbacks, rookie, first, second, third year, that are not good enough that you have to go to Mark Sanchez for a backup quarterback? The Dallas Cowboys are in a lot of trouble anyway. As much as everybody loves the new guy, and I get it, I I love what he might be able to bring to the Dallas Cowboys this year. I love that. In the future, he, folks, he's a rookie quarterback. Okay, if he was going to go out and be the guy, you got to the the question you got to ask when you really looked at it when you drafted your quarterback. Did you really expect? For your guy, Dak Prescott, to step in and be the starting quarterback. No, it was Tony Romo. And frankly, folks, I'll just put it out there. Dak Prescott is a great athlete, but he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. And like I said, once week three and four starts coming around and the real speed of this, I'll be, I'm going to save my opinion about Dak Prescott or hold on, let me rephrase that. I have an opinion about Dak Prescott is, is that he's going to get eaten alive. And unless he proves me wrong and it starts in week three and four, that's when I want to see Dak Prescott and I want to see him shine. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this in Dak Prescott. So that having been said, Dak Prescott is a guy that I think – Yeah, backup quarterback, perfect. But now he's starting the season as the starter. There's no game time, real speed, or learning. Because these preseason games are filled with guys that are making mistakes on the football field everywhere. And everybody loves Dak Prescott. Come down for me, folks. Have the excitement, but have it for the next few years. And if he drops the ball, are you going to hate him too? Like you do Tony Romo? Dallas Cowboy fans are so fickle, it's unbelievable. They love Tony Romo when he's healthy and when he's winning games. But if he's healthy or down, everybody hates him. So are you going to do the same thing with Dak Prescott? Look at it in a real sense, Dallas Cowboy fans. Let's talk about that real sense when we come back. And then we'll get on to more news in the NFL. We get, we're doing three hours here, taking that up to 1 o'clock. 
It's going to be a fun show. We may or may not get, by the way, our co-host, by the way, and I just want to put this out here, Cuervo, he's going to be in and out throughout the season. Reason being, he got deployed and he is in Arizona now, not at home in California. So that having been said, two months at least, it could be longer, our co-host could be spot in, spot out. So I want everybody to know that. But he's not going nowhere. Tarvin says that he quit because I'm bashing on the Bears all the time. And I'm a Bear fan. I bash on what I think needs to be bashed on. We'll continue the bashing of the Dallas Cowboys when we come back out of break. So that having been said, I want folks to listen to my guy here. I'm going to go to commercial. And there's a guy by the name of Rodney Rodney James of Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. I want to just put this out here, okay? Sonny doesn't like a lot of people. When he first meets them, of course, you got to find, you know, find the nice common ground and nice. But there's a gentleman, Rodney James, of Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. This guy's got a genuality about him that scares me. <laughs> and that's a good thing, by the way. Um, he's a genuine guy. Uh, he's... Obviously, when you're speaking to him, you got his attention, which is sometimes that's kind of hard, depending on who you're talking to. Rodney James, one of the nice guys and one of the nice guys you want to root for. One of these guys that you go, man, I hope good things happen for him. And he's one of them. He's Rodney James of Buffalo Creek's Doors and Floors. And he offers out a great service, folks. This is not a guy, he's not, he don't have a 10,000, he's got a website, but it's not a $10,000 website. It's a website, go to his Facebook, Rodney, uh, the Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors, look at the work that this guy, this guy, these are the kind of guys they get overlooked because they don't have a lot of money as far as the advertising is concerned, and you, and people just miss out on quality. And here's what I'm going to tell you, Okay. When you look at these pictures over at Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors, you'll look at the quality of what he's putting out there and go, we got to get this, whether it's broken tile. How about broken tile where he doesn't have to replace the tile itself but make it look like it was never broken in the first place? That's Rodney James of Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. How about redoing your whole floor, making it look like a 3D piece of art? That's Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Now, this guy is multi-talented, and he's going to show you whether it's stainless steels. There's uh, scratches on stainless steels that you can't get out. Uh, Rodney James can. Give this guy a call. He is so great. Listen to his commercial. If you have needs for him, for any of his services, folks, check out Buffalo Creek's Doors and Floor on Facebook. Take a look at the quality. It's unbelievable what you get with uh, Buffalo Creek Doors and Floor. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the quarterback situation for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll take a look at some of the other news and notes within the NFL, and we'll do that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be right back. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as 
stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooters Coffee, located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your at Eagles, letting you know about Palio's Italian Restaurant, located at Del Rock in the 66. Make sure you get the opportunity to taste the Palio's Gourmet Pizza on their Facebook. There are many opportunities to find out about getting a free pizza or just take a taste of some of the other Italian plates that they have. That's Palio's Pizza, located at 6702 Doll Rock Road, number 122, or give them a call at 214-703-9711. At Five Star HVAC Contractors, we know how important it is to be comfortable in your own home. That's why we make it a priority to get your air conditioner or heater running quickly and efficiently. We know what it takes to keep you comfortable this summer season. So now's the time to get a full AC tune-up. Call us today for a $45 service call to have a qualified technician come to your home. Also, new complete systems installed with zero down and zero interest for 12 months. No minimum monthly payment. So give us a call at 5 Star HVAC Contractors at 214-457-8441. That's 214-457-8441. And tell them Sonny sent you.
All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show on a Sunday morning. It's that being said. I want to get back to the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, we're here. We got our locals. We got people. I get it and understand. But I want to talk a little bit about this football team. And and the fans. I want to start with the fans because I don't know about the fans. Sometimes they scare me. They either love you too much or hate you too much. Or you can't be realistic when you look at your football team. And that's where I've come to find most Dallas Cowboy fans are. They're just not realistic. Because their hate grows so much that they're not realistic. They can't take a look at, and and I'll start with Tony Romo. They can't take a look at Tony Romo and realize they've got it. Because championships weren't coming. Championships didn't happen. Championships didn't grow. They haven't won too many playoff games with Tony Romo. And I can get their frustration. Don't get me wrong. But when you look at the landscape of the NFL and you look at the fact that quarterbacks in the NFL just are not a dime a dozen, like wide receivers, defensive back, cornerbacks, offensive linemen, uh, kickers, punters, uh, or, or every other position out on the football field. They're a dime a dozen everywhere else. You can find someone to fill that void. Last year, ought have shown everybody how valuable Tony Romo is. They won two games without Tony Romo. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Tony Romo. You can't. And, and part of his criticism completely deserves Completely deserves. And I keep hearing about this play where he got speared in the back. And I'm going to call it a spear. That was a horrible hit. Okay, that was a vicious hit. That was a guy. You say whatever you want about Cliff Averill's being a great football player on the defensive side of the ball, and you're not going to get very much argument from me. But what you will get argument is that guy was out to get him. I'm sorry, I've seen the play, I've seen it so many times. This is a preseason game, for God's sake. If he knew, he knew he was throwing the football. And that play was completely, and I'll go back. We had not talked about that play as far as Cliff Averill's responsibility for it. It was one of the dirtiest plays in a preseason game I've ever seen. That was a guy looking to take a guy out. Whatever. Oh, it was a football hit. No, he didn't need to make that hit. That hit was unnecessary regardless. He was going down at the time. He didn't need to make the hit. He made the hit. Should have been fine. Now, the Dallas Cowboys look for life beyond Tony Romo. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Dallas Cowboys need Tony Romo in order to be successful. As much as I like Dak Prescott. We're watching them play football games 
where there are guys, well, just this last week, everything's done and they're going to start cutting everybody and everything else because they got to be done. But they're going to, they were playing with guys who were in the bubble, guys that weren't even playing. I bet you if you go back and look at the starting lineup for Dak Prescott from the preseason game down, I bet you 60% of the players who were on the field defensively were cut and not playing in the NFL or not going to play in the NFL or at least not play for the team that he was part of. So if you can't get past the excitement of what Dak Prescott may bring you as an NFL quarterback for the Dallas Cowboy in the future – then don't ride this guy when week number one, week number two, week number three, week number four, they could be 0-4. Don't ride Dak Prescott. All you lovers, I want everybody to identify yourself as a Dak Prescott lover right now. I want you to do it. Stand up. Devote your faith to Dak Prescott. And stand with him after week number one, and they lose to the New York Giants at home. Stand with him when they're on the road and they lose to the Washington Redskins. Stand with him and be grateful that he was the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears when they beat the Chicago Bears. But don't go overboard. There was a show on ESPN with the one, the only, the great Randy Galloway, local Dallas, Cal- local Dallas radio announcer. He had a show on Monday. It was called Overreaction Monday. Just don't overreact to Dak Prescott after you guys get the victory with the Chicago Bears because they suck. Don't overreact if the Dallas Cowboys can beat the 49ers don't overreact if your Chicago Bears after four weeks are two and two or worse don't hate on him because the speed of this game catches up with him don't hate on him Love him still. And I want you to wear that I love Dak Prescott even when he sucks t-shirt or even when we lose t-shirt. And they need to make that t-shirt. Because let me tell you something, folks. In week number six, they get the Packers, they get some rest, and then they get a another division game against the Eagles. And in week number nine, they get their last break of the season. Against the Browns. Week number nine, they will be three and six at best before everything falls apart and maybe not get a win until week 16 against the Detroit Lions. I'd see four winnable games for this football team. They may get lucky and get one of them. They may get unlucky and lose to one of the games, the Chicago Bear 49ers, Browns, or the Lions that they should win, but they may drop them because he's a rookie. And they may get lucky. I don't see how the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott, 
and they're going to go to the season without him. It, Tony Romo ain't coming back, especially you'll look at the record at the time. Now, if they're still in contention somehow um, and Tony Romo, it, it, there will be the biggest quarterback controversy if Dak Prescott somehow leads them to the playoffs. But folks, don't expect it. He's a rookie quarterback. Don't have too much blind love for Dak Prescott. Admit that he's going to have a bad season at the quarterback position because he's a rookie. Because there are not too many rookies that can go out there and have a great season. Peyton Manning went 1-15, folks. Andrew Luck, he got his team to the playoffs, but they, they stunk. Okay. I mean, you look at first-year quarterbacks, they, they're just not that awe-inspiring going up against the fastest guys. Also, take a look at Dak Prescott, will you? I say this because when you look at Dak Prescott and you admire what this kid can do, and I do, don't get me wrong, I admire what this kid has been able to do, but he came out of Mississippi State, really a good football talent team, but don't don't crown him yet. Please don't. I don't know. I I, I see no way, and, and this is with Eli Manning at the quarterback for position for the Giants. I see no way that the Dallas Cowboys can beat this team. None. Now, is Dak Prescott grading higher than all the other rookie quarterbacks out there? Probably. I mean, the Eagles are going with Carson Wentz after they get rid of you know Bradford. So they've made that decision. So we're going to see two rookie quarterbacks started up here. Will will there be more? Who knows? But be ready, fans of rookie quarterback teams that will start in week one. It will be very interesting. Now, Dak Prescott is saying all the right things. I like that part about him. But man, oh man, when you look at it, look at what's happening over in Denver, your Super Bowl football team is going to turn the reins over to a rookie quarterback because they couldn't get it out of Mark Sanchez. How does the Dallas Cowboys look at Mark Sanchez and go, oh yeah, we got to have him. They didn't want him in New York. They didn't want him over. They, they just didn't want him. They let him go. The Denver Broncos, they just didn't want him. They let him go. And these are teams that need a quarterback. And he can't cut the mustard. Especially in Denver, they're going to start a rookie quarterback. The Super Bowl champions. Going to start a rookie quarterback. Ah. Oh. Mark Sanchez should have put those guys in the dust. Oh, but the Dallas Cowboys need him. I, I'm sorry. It, it, you, you look at the Dallas Cowboys and you have to ask yourself the question, what is going on? Who's making these decisions? Did Jerry get drunk again and decide that he needed him? 
and and said, forget my son. I, I forget my son. I don't want Mark Sanchez in one of these high society bars that he hangs out. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I don't know. It's me. I know, and I and and I also know today that I I sometimes will be a little bit tough on football players. But I want you to now remember it's Mark Sanchez, okay? But I want you to listen to some of the names that are out there. Austin Davis, Johnny Menzel, Tavares Jackson, Charlie Whitehurst, which by the way, that would have been a much better pick for the Dallas Cowboys to back him up. Um, Michael Vick is still out there. TJ Yates, Matt Flynn, Jimmy Clausen. Okay, these are other names out there. Josh Freeman is still an unside quarterback. Guys, those names that I just mentioned, they're a lot better. Not just by a little bit, but a lot better. Sanchez. And they're available. It, it it really does make you wonder about where all that's coming from. And it will make you wonder where the Dallas Cowboys will be if for some reason Dak Prescott goes down. Will they turn to him? Will they? Will they turn to him? That hasn't been said. This is interesting. As the season goes on, we will have a lot to discuss about it. We will have a lot to say about it. But there's other football teams now. We we do got to turn the page on the Dallas Cowboys. The Philadelphia Eagles, I think, realize they suck. Because they are going to the rookie quarterback by choice. By choice. They let Sam Bradford go up to Minnesota. They realize they suck. I'm sorry. There are two football teams in the NFC East that are starting rookie quarterbacks. One by choice, one by injury. And Kirk Cousins is not as great as he is. Is going to wipe the floor with Wentz and Prescott. Eli Manning, even though he sucks, is going to be better. But I think the Eagles turned the page and decided it's time to rebuild. We'll watch some of these players in the first six weeks when it's so important to be good and not go one and four or one in five, and look at the odds on making the playoffs. And they're going to see what they're going to get. But can you believe this is crazy? Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, me saying they finished in the last one, we were doing our predictions. This takes the cake. This is going to be another team that's going to struggle at the quarterback position. Yes, 
Sonny, you're putting a lot of stress on the quarterback. They got a great defense. They got this. They got that. No, I, I get it. I understand. They don't have a quarterback. When you don't have a quarterback, you're in trouble. Just, just, just as you look at the, you, you can't put the. I mean, they they get paid the most on the football team for a reason, guys. So Carson Wentz gonna start for the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Vikings take Sam Bradford after he gets cut. Now, Sam Bradford, if he wants to develop his game. It has to happen. If Sam Bradford wants a contract next year, it has to happen. He's got to take this football team in this division, in the NFC North, and he's got to make them a playoff contender. They're not going to win the North, okay, as I had them winning the North. They're not going to win the North now. No Teddy Bridgewater means they end up second because the Bears and the Lions are just that bad. So... As you look where the Vikings have ended up and making them, I'm going to tell you, I've got to give the Minnesota Vikings some props because they at least went out and found the guy that was actually going to start and pulled him over to have him start over there. He was going to start for the Philadelphia Eagles. And mark that, they didn't release him. They actually traded him for a pair of draft picks, including a first-rounder in 2017. Now, if the Vikings didn't think he could get the job, they they traded a first-round draft pick to him. So that immediately put Sam Bradford on the hot seat on he better be good. I don't know. Can he stand up to that kind of criticism is going to be huge. Remember, Sam Bradford was the overall pick on the last year when rookie quarterbacks could get all the money they won before the rookie uh, salary cap kicked in. Had a really good year his first year. And then injuries, you know, kind of caught up with him. But I'll tell you right now that when I look at Sam Bradford, out of all the quarterbacks that have been there, the Minnesota Vikings at least did something right by finding the experience, seeing a little success. Granted, he didn't have terrible amount of success, but he's got a lot of starts up underneath his belt. That has got to make you feel good if you're a Viking fan. It's better than starting a rookie quarterback because the Minnesota Vikings aren't so stupid to realize that they need to start someone that's not a rookie quarterback because of the potential of what this season can bring him. He's better than Sanchez, so let's not even argue there. Okay, He's better than any other rookie that's out there. You can say whatever you want. Give me Sam Bradford starting for the Dallas Cowboys today. Over Dak Prescott. The experience alone is huge. Even though the experience with Mark Sanchez is there, there is no talent behind it. No seeable talent. What you see in Sam Bradford is you see talent with a guy somehow that can't, you know, somehow gets hurt all the time. But you can at least see the potential in the talent. You can't see it in Mark Sanchez. So out of all the people that went after quarterbacks, the Minnesota Vikings are the only one that got it right out of three teams that were battling, actually four if you count the Eagles, 
at the starting quarterback position. They won out. They had the right pick. They got the right guy. So looking at your quarterback position in the NFL, you can't realistically look at the NFL and pick a team that's got a rookie quarterback and put them in the playoffs. You can't realistically do that. And if you do, they're one and done. But if you have enough guts to make the bet, you, we can talk about it all day long. If I put the money down on none of the rookie quarterbacks making the playoffs, I put money down on that. Would you put money down on your quarterback making your, uh, on Dak Prescott? And after week one, two, or three, go, man, I wish I never made that bet. The odds say that that's a horrible bet. Hey, listen, they're not building big old buildings in Las Vegas because people in Vegas are dumb. Not a lot of people, you know, tearing it up in the NFL on NFL bets over in Las Vegas. Who knows? Now, there are a lot more news that is going. There is a lot more news in the NFL going on out there. And we're going to talk about that news. We're going to talk a little bit more about other things going on in the NFL. I'm at least going to revisit my picks. We'll do that in the last hour. We'll look at the AFC and NFC, North, South, and West. Will I have a change in my opinion? One of them, definitely. Another one, maybe. We'll see. You hang around, I'll put those out there. We talked about the NFC West, or I'm sorry, the NFC East last week and the AFC East. I didn't change really anything in the AFC. I changed when Tony Romo went down. I had the Cowboys finishing second in this division. I, you know, I don't know. I might move. I, I, I'm just going to go by quarterback. I got to move the Dow, uh, the the Lions in the second place. So I'm going Packers Lions. Or mark that. I'm going. I am going to take the Vikings and keep them in second place because they went out and got the quality quarterback. So Packers, Vikings, Lions, and Bears. Oh my! What else is set for the rest of the divisions? We'll talk about in our third hour going at. High noon. We're coming up on the top of the hour, folks, and we're going to talk about a lot more news within the NFL. We're going to talk about guys that have been cut this year. And wow, there were some major cuts. We'll talk about those. What's going on with some of the other teams in the NFL? How are the Jaguars working out? That's my team. We'll talk about the Jaguars a little bit. But as far as the NFL is concerned, the Browns trade for a former first-rounder. We'll talk about that move. The Texans activate Watts off the pup list. Good, better, and different. Does that change your mind about the AFC South? I'll talk about that. How about one of the biggest 
biggest news stories that nobody's talking about. We're going to do that. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the top of the hour. The biggest news that they're not talking about. You'll see a blurb every once in a while, but I want to talk about it because we spent time on it last week. But we're going to find out how much power a police force has. We'll talk about that. You probably still don't know what I'm talking about. And don't go and put police in the NFL in search and find out what we're going to talk about. I think this may shock you. So we're going to talk about that on the other side. Bills make 21 cuts, but an IFL football player is still there. We'll talk about that. That, By the way, IFL is Indoor Football League for the folks that don't know. If you really like football, you'll keep track of indoor football. But another one is there. Big news out of Kansas City that we got to talk about is, is that their number one running back is iffy for the game opener. Man, that AFC West is a developing division in football that you gotta you you gotta ask are they ready? And every time you ask the question about the AFC West, who's gonna step up? Someone's gotta win that division. And we got four teams that are mediocre. I, if you love the fact that the Raiders got their quarterback and car coming up doing as well as he is, I can get, but really let's be honest. They're mediocre. The Broncos look who that is. I mean, they're starting a rookie quarterback. They're mediocre. Chargers can never not be mediocre. And then you have over in the AFC East. When you, you look at the Broncos, you want to say they win that division because they're Super Bowl champions. They're not. Chargers, uh, they're horrible. Oakland, oh my. And then the Kansas City Chiefs with their question at the running back position. That hurts. I got a special thing to say to a guy who thinks he knows everything and lurks around in my archives, stealing what I say and making it his own. I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith. I do have something to say about him. We're going to talk about Stephen A. We're going to do that as well. Matter of fact, let's talk about Stephen A. Smith really quick. We got five minutes before we cut the break. Listen to this, folks. You got a guy in Stephen A. Smith who is without a doubt, and let me just preface this without a doubt. Got a vocabulary that far exceeds the couch potato. He's got a knowledge of basketball that is incredible. He's got a knowledge about social issues that a lot of people can't see as being incredible as well. So listen as I punch it up. Now I'm going to punch him in the gut. Who the hell is Stephen A. Smith to say that Cam Newton should stand up for an organization? Who is Stephen A. Smith to say that 
we don't know how Cam Newton feels about Black Lives Matter. Who is Stephen A. Smith saying that he should stand up and make us with everything's going on? He danced around issues in the interview this this past week. And yet Stephen A. Smith comes out and says, hey, you should have stood up. You should have said something. Who is Stephen A. Smith to say that Cam Newton should affect his brand? Yeah, there's a lot of money coming to Cam Newton, okay? And I get it, and I I get what he's saying, but here's the thing. You're talking about a millionaire. We're talking about the guys making a lot of money, but remember, more almost more than half of what they're making is going to taxes. He don't even see, and he wants to he he wants to set up for his potential family. He's already got one child. He wants to set up for that. Make sure. I, I, who is Stephen A. Smith saying that Cam Newton, just because of the color of his skin, okay, should stand up for an organization who we don't know if he supports or not, but yet he is supposed to stand up for him? Stephen, before you even start talking, make sure you really know what his true feelings are about Black Lives Matter. We don't know what it is. And if, and if, Supposedly it's out there I don't know that he knows about it And even if he did support Black Black Lives Matter Who's to say to you Stephen A. Smith That Cam Newton Being the number one guy the, The reigning MVP Should say anything about anything When people like you And other people like me Would destroy him Because he might say something wrong In trying to defend something And it may sound sound different Than what it was meant to be that's the reason why you don't get Cam Newton saying anything. Because of media. And people like me may blow up what he says. I don't blame him for one second. Cam Newton for taking the um, road that is politically correct because of his position within the NFL. And Stephen A. Smith, if you think that this guy should stand up and, you know, you make millions of dollars, that's what you want to do. You don't make as much as Cam, but you make millions millions, and you can talk about it. That's fine. If you feel comfortable doing so, great. You're a scholar. No offense. I, I, Cam Newton, he may not be a scholar. You're a scholar of words and education and and intelligence. Cam Newton plays football. I'm not saying Cam Newton's stupid. Okay, I don't know if he's stupid or not. If he's like most, he's pretty dumb, but I don't know. But what tells me that he's smart is he is protecting his brand. And that's the smart thing for him to do. We're talking about money, yeah, he may not be able to spend in a lifetime, but you know, you're talking about money where everybody comes at out with you with their hand out. And Cam Newton trying to do the right thing by promoting kids, giving the football to kids, and promoting and being a good MVP may have had a problem with interviews, which I didn't have a problem with after the Super Bowl because of all the nonsense that, that took place. But You talk about Cam Newton, and you want him to take a stand. I get that you may want that, Stephen A., but guess what? It is not a situation where it makes sense for him. Maybe he don't want to. Maybe he don't like black lives. We don't know. 
Black Lives Matter. Maybe he doesn't like it. I don't know. But who are you to say that he has a responsibility to stand up for something like this? Maybe he completely disagrees with what's going on with Colin Kaepernick, but yet don't want to get part of that because it will take away from football. Ask him about it after the season. Maybe he'll talk about it. So whatever he says after the season, we'll have time to blow over, such as the interviews that he had in the Super Bowl. And we're talking about the Carolina Panthers being a Super Bowl contending football team. Unbelievable. I, the, the gall of Stephen A. Smith makes me sick. And his higher than mighty that his opinion is better than anybody else. Kellerman just is the, well, I won't, I won't use the metaphor I'm thinking of, but he just falling on the success of what that show was all about. And I'm talking about First Take. And he's going in. I can't even stand watching First Take now with Max Kellerman in there. Normally, I used to, you know, I used to hang out and watch and see what kind of nonsense that Stephen A. will get it. But guess what? He puts it out there enough to where it comes out on a video, and I can see almost everything that he says. I cannot believe that we're getting this from a guy that could come out and criticize a guy. And here's the huge thing. He's a reporter without having all the true facts. And and telling him that he should do this. He should answer the question on how he feels about Colin Kaepernick. You don't think for a second, for two seconds, that if he supports what Colin Kaepernick says, that he would get some backlash from that? Does he need that? Does he need to bring that on his team, Stephen A., in order to make you happy? Get, the, get, get that backlash on him and his team and make it not about the focus of football, but the focus of what he's standing for. You, you really don't get what it's about, Stephen A. You, you may have too much money. You may, not be, you may be able to get away with saying what you're saying because you're paid to have a commentary. No offense. Can't, Cam Newton's not paid to have a commentary. Cam Newton's paid to throw the football, run the football, and throw touchdowns. The goal of this guy. Makes me sick. Makes me want to puke. And the fact that he's coming out and and saying that he should do this. Because he is a black person um, in power or gets a lot of it. Maybe he doesn't want a part of controversy. But the one I think it is, is he doesn't want to draw attention away from football. And there's a lot to be said about football. I don't know. Maybe it's me. But Stephen A. And now, and I got and, and to prop a little bit on Stephen A. He's been spot on on a lot of things, a lot of things lately. Normally, I can't stand listening to this guy, but he has been on on a lot of things. But this one, he just completely missed out. So what he's protecting is millions. You don't think that he stands and, and says that. He agrees with what Colin Kaepernick says. He's not going to take a hit from the military or people that support him that are part of the military. Maybe he does like what Cam Cam Newton is doing or uh, Colin Kaepernick is doing. Do you think Cam Newton could afford to support that? I don't know. 
but you can't criticize him for not having an opinion about it with him being where he is as far as the focus of the NFL is concerned and the popularity. Really sickening. Steven, just stop it. That's what I'll say. Just stop it. Concentrate on what you do well, which is the which is commentating on on the field issues. Stay away from off the field issues because sometimes I don't think you get it. He says, how much is too much? It may be what you're making is too much. If someone took that away from you, based upon an opinion that you had, Stephen A., you think you wish you would have kept your mouth shut? He's really infuriating me. I I, I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> but anyway, folks, that's that's where we are with him. Now, that having been said, um, we're at uh, just went over the top of the hour. The good thing about that is it's my show. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. I still have to answer to um to sponsors. I'm still going to play the sponsors, but you know, going over and being on a time limit, we don't have. But we will take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We will go to our sponsors, which we are very happy. I'm glad that we have uh, supporting Rowlett Eagles Varsity Football, and as well as bringing it over to this show, as well as on the air with Sonny Clark. That having been said, let's do that. Let's take a quick break. We'll hear from Fit Body Boot Camp and all our other sponsors here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and that being said we will be right back this is sunny clark radio voice of your rally at eagles letting you know about fit body boot camp what makes fit body boot camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results at Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. 
That's Five Star HVAC Contractors, serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at Five Star HVAC Contractors. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Harlow Tree Surgery is much more than just tree trimming. We also offer landscaping services, planting, stump grinding, fertilization, and tree health, and much more. Harlow Tree Surgery is offering out a buy one, get one half price special. Purchase the trimming for one of your trees and get the other one done at half price. Check us out on the web at www.facebook.com forward slash Harlow Tree Surgery or give us a call at 214-695-6500. That's 214-695-6500. on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as I ride solo, maybe deservingly so. Who knows? I don't know. It don't matter because I can talk about the NFL and never get tired of it. I can talk about football for three hours and think that I'm talking to myself and never have a problem. I know my wife. <laughs> I know my wife wants to know how I can do this sometimes. That's okay. She doesn't get it. The biggest sports story no one's talking about having to do with Colin Kaepernick has nothing to do with his stance or (laughs) uh, that was an oxymoron or his sitting regarding a certain situation has nothing to do with that. I will say this. And I meant what I said, by the way. I take a look at Colin Kaepernick, and I think of him as a punk. And and by the way, I'm not going to be baited into a race issue regarding Colin Kaepernick. I'm not going to do that, as many of you tried to attempt to do with me. I'm not going to be baited into a race debate. Okay, this is way beyond race as far as what I feel about this, okay? And I talked about it in my post, and I want to get to that post because I meant what I said in the post. And, and I've, I've heard people jump on it. I've heard people try to get me in that atypical uh, race bait conversation that I won't get into because it has nothing to do with it. You can think differently about me, and I'm putting that one out, and I'll name the person Corey Bethany. You can think differently of me, but you're trying to get me in a race debate with you, sir, isn't going to happen because my feeling about what Colin Kaepernick uh, 
and what he does and what he is doing regarding his stance, okay, has nothing to do with race. And it doesn't matter what I would say. You wouldn't believe that anyway. But Colin Kaepernick is really simple. And I came up with this, unfortunately, after we had our show last Sunday. Let me put it out here, okay? The message that Colin Kaepernick is delivering is a huge, and let me stress, a huge issue, without a doubt. There's no question. But folks, you may not like what I'm about ready to say, but I'm going to say here anyway, okay? Hearing that message from Colin Kaepernick doesn't impress me. Has to come from a different person. Now, granted, I'll give it to him. You guys got stones. I'll give him that. Guys got stones. When you have an issue that you stand on, if you stand on it, regardless of what people think, such as myself, if you stand on it and you firmly believe what you're saying and what you're doing and how you're going about doing it with your protest is the way you got stones. And I, I, I can't – that part about this whole thing, at least you got to give it to Colin Kaepernick. He isn't backing off of what he's saying, even though maybe the way that he's saying it or the fact that he said it in the first place, folks want to agree with or disagree with it. I'm not going to disagree with what he's trying to put out there. But really coming from Colin Kaepernick, when I think about Colin Kaepernick, I think about reputation. I don't think about skin color as much as Corey Bethany or anybody else who was trying to bait me into a race discussion. Okay, has to do with reputation. And what kind of reputation your message is being brought with. My reputation is, is that I'm not a national sports guy and I'm talking sports. You can listen to what I want to say and what I don't. You can turn it off. The difference between me and Colin Kaepernick is I'm not on that national stage that gets that kind of poll that would get that kind of attention. But when I think of issues and I think of things that need to be talked about, I think about who delivers it. Case in point, for the President of the United States, I listened to those two goofballs that are trying to be – one of them is going to end up president because this country's too stupid to not vote outside of party lines and find somebody else that they truly can believe in. It's the same thing with politics. When I hear Donald Trump talking, I think about his reputation and what he presents. Some people say he's racist. Some don't. Some people think that Colin Kaepernick is a great person. Some think he's a punk. There's a reputation, though, with someone thinking that Colin Kaepernick is a punk, and that's mine. And if you want to dig into the reasons, just go back and look at the history on controversy on Colin Kaepernick and get past the first 10 pages and go back into history and see what he's done. Never mind the, the recent history. 
We're talking about punk moves. And I'll just bring up the last one that just really kind of solidifies what he is saying. And the punk move that he made. All right. So here is my answer to Corey Bethany on one example upon many that I have. But he just recently done this. After he goes out and does this, he wears a pair of socks that has a pig in a police uniform. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just a punk move after what you just made out there. Okay. And, and second of all, whoever produces the, the pig cop socks, you need to change, you need to change what you're putting out there and distributing. That's pretty sick in itself. That having been said, if you don't think that's a punk move, okay, Corey Bethany or anybody else, if you don't think that's a punk move, I'm sorry. I do. And, and this could be anybody. It could be the whitest guy in the world. It could be an Asian. It could be a uh, Spanish uh, person. It could be anybody. And I call you a punk to your face because it's a punk move. And I'm sorry, it's a punk opinion. I get what he's trying to put out there, but you don't bring it across in a punk way. And if you... Or anybody else that can't get that part about it, and you want to live on the race issue, you can go ahead and live on the race issue that you believe may be there. But if you can't see that as a punk move, I can't help you. And maybe I'm too simplistic, but I look at that as a complete slap to the face to the people that still, regardless what color they may be, protect your rights out on the football field or not on the football field, but out in the street, which would be a cop who would protect you, okay, if someone was attacking you. It's really, it's really ridiculous. So if you can't see that as a punk move and realize that people have a punk reputation about him, I can't help you. And those that know, that's not about race. I'm married to a black lady, guys, okay? So I'm not a racist. It's reputation. And what you feel about the reputation, I would I, – listen, I wanted this guy to start for the San Francisco 49ers. Not more than two weeks ago on this show, I actually picked the 49ers to finish second in this division if Colin Kaepernick was going to be the quarterback. Now that's going to even be a question whether or not he's even going to be on the team. I don't know. That, frankly, if you take all his BS that he's put out there, this guy should be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Willie, I don't know. Does he really want to play football? Or does he want to be an activist? And, and I get what he's saying is very controversial, folks. I get it and completely understand. What he's saying is controversial, and you'll want to know what that controversy is and understand it. I get exactly where it's – but coming from Colin Kaepernick, I can't respect it. He proved after he did what he did by wearing the socks that he, that he just don't get it. If you want to protest, and I completely understand a protest, you have to get it to the people that will listen and keep their attention instead of creating another reason why not to like you. By going to an extreme instead of talking about it in a debate 
but I can't respect it. That's the only part of history I'm going to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Go back and look at the history. And if you can't find it, you're not looking. I'll say Castro and then, 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 then see what you feel. And if you can't get past someone who can't look at a reputation of a person and decide that, A, they don't like them or they don't want to vote for them, that's a thing, a personal feelings that they want to be. That has nothing to do with race. It has to do with who he is. And like I said, if I heard it from somebody I could actually respect or not feel like there's a punk reputation behind it, I would listen to the message and see what he's doing and maybe think a little bit better of it more so than him. Now, I don't agree with the method about not the not standing and everything else. I don't agree with that. I, I'll put it out there. I'm not going to hold that against him as far as talent on the football field. But like I said, if someone else was doing that, that had a better reputation, maybe there would be some mustard behind it. But there's not. Now, there have been plenty of people in the, in the past that have not had that reputation. There have been some people that have and have not. And, and I get it. But when you're going to define yourself right there as someone, I want to hear some respect behind it. I want to respect you as a person so I can look at your stance and feel like, that it's coming from someone respectful, more so. And when you choose that subject, you almost have to be beyond reproach. And Colin Kaepernick is just not that guy. But it is what it is. It is a free country. And I, I will say he has a right to do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants. But I, like I said, the delivery on who it's coming from is, is more important when you're trying to get the issue out there. Make sure that it's a person that someone can look at and say, you know what, that makes sense to me. I may not agree with what he's doing it, but you're not looking at him as a punk. You're looking at him as someone who doesn't have that reputation. And reputation has a lot to do with what's going on. Again, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like what he's putting out there. But if it was somebody else, I could respect it a little bit more. Who knows? Maybe something will change. I don't know. Here we go. Let's do this. Oh, you didn't know? In case you didn't know. Your ass better come. It's the fine co-host of this program. It is Cuervo on a Sunday morning. That being said, I've already explained to him you could be in and out this season because of your new deployment and everything else. So people know how you doing, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning, Sonny. I'm I'm doing well. Well, you know the Arizona weather, so it's it's already oh, warm out here. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was able to. Um, find a way to get some reception so i i might be on a little bit more than i expected um, ah cool but i don't yeah so i, I don't want to guarantee anything sonny but exactly. i'll be on as much as i can i will be on well, as I'm, much as i can i'm glad you found some reception where you're at i won't say where you're at unless you say it where you're at but where i know he's at the reception sometimes isn't all that great 
little remote. <laughs> but that being said, um, he's out there. So thanks for joining us. So we've been talking about a lot of things, Cuervo, this, within the first hour and 20 minutes. You haven't been here. We've gone from the gambit. Starting at, there's going to be three rookie quarterbacks starting in the NFL. How you can expect that football team to make the playoffs or have success, uh, I think, is a little unrealistic. That having been said, we got three teams that are going to start with rookie quarterbacks at least this year. We got Mark Sanchez as the Dallas Cowboys decide that they think he's the answer for the backup role here. And, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of things going on in the NFL. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys since our locals are here. And let's talk with the Dallas Cowboys. They go ahead. They're going to start Dak Prescott, which is fine and dandy. They had two injuries. Okay. Bring on Dak. But really, do you think the Dallas Cowboys, with a lot of fans in this town, I think are very, very much unrealistic about the quarterback position and what he may or may not be able to bring to them as far as a winning season is concerned here in Dallas there, Cuervo? Yes. I mean, well, you know, I mean, what the problem is, <clears throat> is that the, the preseason is so hard to measure. Um I mean, you know, and he's looked good, and there was a point in time in the preseason where passes and he had incompletions. And, and, and everybody, uh, not just in Dallas, but around the country, was was looking, and, and, and they were paying attention to what he was doing. And, and um, you know, I mean, he, he became the back of all trades. But yep. the, the thing is, it, again, the, the preseason is so hard to determine how good a quarterback is going to be in the regular season. Because there's a lot of things that you don't do in the preseason that you do, obviously, in the regular season. So That is correct. When, when teams start to plan for this guy and, they, and they, they see what his strengths and his weaknesses are, then it's going to be, okay, let's see if you can do it against the Giants in week one and, 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 and so on and so forth. So, you know, it really, I mean, I can't say that he's going he's gonna to do good things, and I'm not going to say that he's going to be terrible. Let's just see what he does next Sunday in week one against the Giants. And and I think that's a very good, you know, first measurable opponent for them. It's a division uh, rival. And the Giants' defense is pretty good. So uh, if he can survive that game and he can keep them close or even win it, then, you know, maybe we start talking a little bit more about, hey, this is a viable option for the Dallas Cowboys in the future. Oh, actually, exactly. That's what I was talking about for the future. I, I look at the Dallas Cowboys and I see what is going on. Um, but I also take, I, I try to be a realist, which a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans don't want to do, don't want to be. And that is be a realist when you talk about your team, your Dallas Cowboy fans. Dallas Cowboy fans are more unreasonable regarding their opinion about their team than probably any team in the NFL, Cuervo. And, but let's, look at, let's just look at this, and you're going to hate me. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys get the Bears. If Dak Prescott is good, they win this game, okay? The 49ers, week number four, they get San Francisco – if Dak Prescott is a good football player, he's going to get the win. Okay? Now, after that, you get the Browns in week number nine. You should win that football game. And then there's only other one other game out there that I think is winnable for the Dallas Cowboys. With Dak Prescott being the quarterback, 
That's the Detroit Lions in week 16. Now, that having been said, we haven't seen one week number two um, when they take on two division rivals to start off the season. That being the Giants in week number one against a quarterback that sucks. And let me just put it out there, okay? I think Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Eli Manning. I'm just putting it out there, okay? I think we're going to see a decline in Eli Manning that no one's expecting or wanting to see or want to admit that they can see. That having been said, I think Dak Prescott could be the better quarterback of the two. That having been said, where's the rest of the team that will be be something? Will Dak Prescott be able to bring the Dallas Cowboys in a tough, tough pressure game in week number one in the division where, let's be honest, the Dallas Cowboys are almost in a must-win situation in week number one there, Cuervo. Well, I mean, I I think they are too, Sonny. I mean, because that really is going to set the tone for this season. I mean, if if they go out there and they get blown out by the Giants, I mean, what is, how, how are the Dallas Cowboys supposed to feel about the rest of the season? I mean, you know, thoughts will probably start to go through their mind. Like, man, I wish Tony was around still. I wish he yeah. never got hurt. We have no chance. I mean, I mean, you know, you, you think start the, – the mind is a tricky thing, Sonny, and, and, and it could be as simple as them winning or losing week one. You know, it's the total opposite. If they, week, if they win that first game, then, I mean, could be, hey, we're, we're going to be all right. We're going to make it. We're going to be where we thought we were going to be even with Tony and, and it might turn out even better. So right. really that week one is, is really going to determine how op- optimistic or pessimistic the Dallas Cowboys um, look at their season ahead. Absolutely. Week number two, they get the Redskins, another football team. You know, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I don't think he is. I'll just say that. But if they get the, if the Dallas Cowboys can get the first two victories, tough divisional games where every team is not up to speed. And that's what I'm talking about. Speed Cuervo. They're not up to speed yet. That normally doesn't kick in until week three or week number four. Okay. So the first two weeks, I think Dak Prescott has an opportunity to get the victories. I I also think realistically, I don't think they're going to win if I'm going to look at the games and go with what's going on. That having been said, the first two weeks are the weeks where you can see football teams sneak that win that they probably shouldn't win. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, the cool thing about this one for the Dallas Cowboys, Cuervo, is that game against the Giants is at home where they got a lot of Dak love as far as the new fans and what they feel about it. But let me ask you this, Cuervo, and, and I know your answer. Dallas Cowboy fans are not going to like your answer, but Tony Romo's healthy. Who's starting for this football team? Well, I mean, if Romo's healthy, I don't see how you don't start Romo, honestly. Um, Realistic. Because even realistically, I mean, I, I know, I know a lot of people like what they've seen out of Prescott, but, just imagine, what is the message that you're sending if you start Dak Prescott over the guy that has been leading your team, has been the quarterback for your team for the past eight seasons? What What, what is that saying? I mean, they just extended his contract, what, two years ago? Yep. When Jerry was sitting at sitting at the bar, according to you? Yep. Jerry Jones was sitting at the bar, and, <laughs> and he said, here you go, Tony, congratulations. But, 
it was just two years ago, Sonny, and and, and now you draft this guy. It was really a, a shot in the dark type pick, yeah. if you really think about it. I mean, people were kind of questioning whether uh, he was he was a you know a guy that you can actually take a flyer on, and um, you know Dallas decided to do that, and um, even though they've seen a lot of good things from. Press. I, I just don't see how you, Tony Romo, if he's healthy. I mean, again, it's just the message that it would send if you start a, that rookie fourth-round pick over the guy that's been your starting quarterback for eight seasons well, when he's healthy. Um, exactly. Yeah, just it just it just wouldn't be a good. I mean, it would be it would be the headline of every major sports uh, broadcast. Everybody's Absolutely. talking about it. And here's another thing, you know, thinking realistically, okay, you know, Tony Romo's just a better quarterback. I mean, you know, as much as everybody wants Dak Prescott to be the guy, and I get it, don't get me wrong, I completely understand how someone might want that. Because you're either, and in Dallas it's really interesting, you either love Tony Romo or you hate him, and they mostly have hate. Um, here in this town, um, there's not any really in between. Um, but you look at the you look at what's out there. I think the Dallas Cowboys may have made the mistake to let Sam Bradford go and take him up to Minnesota more so than the Dallas Cowboys getting Mark Sanchez as a signee of, I I mean, I'm sorry. Is Jerry Jones running the ship again from the bar? Yeah. We need Mark Sanchez as our backup quarterback. Get another round for everybody. I I don't get it. What I'll, what I'll say to that, Tony, is if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, okay, if you're the GM of the Eagles, you ask yourself, am I going to trade, a quarterback, you know, granted, it doesn't even matter how good he is. Am I going to trade a starting quality quarterback, which Sam Bradford can be when he's healthy, to right. a division opponent? Yes. Uh, would that, does that really make sense? I mean, it, that's it, like it, saying either win or you lose on that one because either Sam Bradford falls on his face and um, and then it turns out to be a great trade or Sam Bradford starts winning football games for the Dallas Cowboys and then you take it in the shorts and in the media. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I really, I think, which kind of, kind of, maybe I should have put more thought into it and thought about Minnesota grabbing Bradford. I mean, you know, it just made, it made all the sense in the world. I mean, obviously Minnesota needed a quarterback, and Sam Bradford wasn't happy the second they drafted Carson Wentz number two overall. So, yep. Um, you know, the only thing I, the only thing I have a problem with is all that stuff that they talked about, the Philadelphia Eagles, about developing this this rookie and and, and molding him, and, mm-hmm. and we're going to give him a year to learn and, and this and that. That's, I mean, that's not an option now. It's not an option yep. anymore. You threw that all out the window. Now you're throwing this guy into the wolves as a rookie who's, who's barely played any preseason ball. And so good luck. If you're the Eagle, if you're an Eagles fan, good luck. Yeah, so, you're gonna be pissed off like all Eagle fans are. It's gonna be a bad. It's gonna be ugly for the Eagles this year, Sonny. It's gonna be ugly. Let me I ask may, you a question. I, Let me ask you a question, Cuervo. 
are the Eagles taking a look at this season and going, man, we're already in trouble, regardless who we started? Did they finally come to the realization they suck as bad as we think they do? I think that's part of it. But at the same time, you know, you look at what the Eagles got in return. And, yes. And the Eagles, First you know, the GM rounder. should go to jail. Yeah, wow. he should go to jail for robbery. I mean. Yes. You know, that was a great I, move. The Eagles – yeah, it it was. I mean, you get a first rounder and you get a pick next year in 2018. Yes. I mean, man, I don't know what I, it yeah, is. That but. is a that is a huge sacrifice from the Minnesota Vikings because if they don't win, how low will they be on the draft number? Will they be or how high will they be uh, in the draft? I mean, well, I I I don't know that this this could that, turn out to be a very very costly pick for the Minnesota Vikings. And not even that, Sonny, but but here's the thing. When Bridgewater comes back, if he comes back next year, even if it's, in, in, you know, uh, uh, in the midseason, halfway through the season, what do you do with Sam Bradford? Do you keep him around and, and make him your backup, and now he's a backup quarterback again? Or, um, you know. Oh, come on. Let's be honest, Cuervo. They told him that. If Teddy is healthy, you're back up. I mean, I think that was a conversation before they even started. I can care less if they won every single game until they get him back. Teddy Bridgewater is the starter for the Vikings, and he knows it. Do you think that's going to fly, though, with Sam Bradford? Look at how much of a fit he threw when they drafted a a rookie, not even knowing whether their their plan was to start him or or start the rookie or what they were going to do. And he was pissed off about that. Well, he so was pissed off about he, that because, let's be honest, you're driving an unproven rookie to take over a spot of a quote-unquote veteran. I mean, it, it, okay. say what you want. Teddy Bridgewater's got two years up underneath his belt and has won more games than he's lost. Yes, and and, and that is very true, Sonny. And, and I, think, I think he gives the Vikings the best chance to win. What I'm saying, though, is going into that situation, Bradford knows he's the backup. Yes. He didn't know in Philadelphia, and it already made him mad. If he actually does know, imagine how furious he is about that. Yeah. Knowing I, that he's not going to be the starter. Yeah. So, um, I mean. This will be an opportunity for him to earn a bigger paycheck next year, Cuervo. It's the only way you can really look at it. And, and, and you know, it it could wind up. You never know. He could wind up in Dallas next year. I mean, as much as they like Prescott, um, if they don't like what they see in him this year, then, I mean, you could see Sam Bradford moving to Dallas. You could see Sam Bradford moving. Hell, I mean, would I be crazy to say that the New Orleans Saints would make a move at him? I mean, you got to think about life after Drew Brees. Absolutely. Would I be crazy to say that uh, maybe, the hell, the Denver Broncos could go after Sam Bradford? I mean, there's there's really no telling. I mean, if they really like, which Denver Denver is, I mean, they're in trouble for quarterback. But absolutely, absolutely. I mean, could you see a situation where maybe maybe John Elway looks at Sam Bradford and says, "Hmm, you did pretty good up in Minnesota. Let's 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 see what we can make an offer for." Well, geez, you, you come never on. know. Hey, Cuervo, Cuervo, this is a team that before the season, and I'm I'm just going to put it out there. If he was brought over to Denver, I'm talking about Colin Kaepernick, we wouldn't be talking about Colin Kaepernick at all. 
I'm sorry we wouldn't because I don't even think he's that dumb. Okay. Um, on a Super Bowl contending team for him to start his nonsense, starting his nonsense over there in, in San Francisco. Hey, I almost get it, but I'm going to tell you right now, if it, it, that's got to be a situation on who's heading the ship up there. John Elway's not willing to pay Colin Kaepernick the money. What makes you think they pay Sam Bradford? And I'm sorry, Kaepernick is a better quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can. I <clears throat> well, he's a better dual threat. I'll tell you that. That's uh, true too. Uh, you know, I mean, you bring up a good point, though, Sonny. I mean, look how long it took them to agreed to a deal with Von Miller and you're talking yes. about the best I mean top three maybe you can even argue the best defensive player in the NFL right now and, and it took him I mean he almost held out Von Miller did and El- Elway is he's Boy, he, he is, he is a tyrant, me. isn't he? Isn't he a tyrant? I mean, this guy, this guy. If you don't like him, your career's over. I.e., uh, Tim Tebow. I mean, your your career's over. I mean, and Sanchez well, just, is lucky the Dallas Cowboys are dumb enough to to go ahead and pick him up and make him the backup quarterback here in Dallas behind Dak Prescott. Well, I think it's a good. It's you know, John Elway kind of seems like a penny pincher, but that that's a good thing. I mean, you want to get your money's worth. Yes. Out of the guys that are that you're playing that are playing for you, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. It's like just sign the guy. It's like it's 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 there's more than that. It's not it's not like they're playing with monopoly money. I mean, this is this is real money that that you, I mean, if you put yourself in his shoes and and you've got you know you got all that money that you have to manage and and create the best football team that you can. You got to think about, well, man, what if I can get somebody <clears throat> that's just as good for five million bucks cheaper? Yes. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you be thinking about that? Wouldn't you be thinking about, boy, I, I you know I could let Von Miller walk because he wants so much money, and I can get these guys players that are just yeah. yeah. I mean, look at what the Bears did. I mean, yes, they you know instead of going after. Uh, one of the big names, they they signed Trevathan and Jarrell Freeman for the same amount of money that the New York Giants signed uh, Oliver Vernon. I mean, yes. they, they got the they got two very good linebackers for the same price of that one defensive lineman. Or look at Malik Jackson in Jacksonville. Absolutely, he got paid big money. Yeah, I mean these guys are getting paid big money, and, and the Bears turn around and they're like, well, we're going to get two for the price of one. That's exactly what they did. So kudos to Ryan Pace. See how it works out. Um, but you know that, that when you're John Elway, you know I get where he's coming from. You got you got to think of it. You got to put your shoe on the other foot too, Sonny. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, for people that are like, you know, just sign him, just sign him. It's not that easy. You know, it's it's a business. You know, we as fans, we don't think of it that way. We think of uh, just sign the guy. You've got money. Well, yeah, you got money, but you know, you're going to have to give up some guys too. I mean, look at, I mean, look at the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, yes, I, I, I had no, I, I was not seeing when the, them cutting Justin Forsett. I did not. See I, that I didn't see it. I, I, that was so far out of the way. You couldn't see it. It's like being, you're really high yeah. on a building and not being able to I'm see shocked. on the other side of town. I was, I was shocked too, Cuervo. That was, a bit, that was a gutsy 
cut because who's going to run really, the ball for them now? Who, exactly. Who are they going to bring Ray Rice back? Is that is that the plan? We're going to bring back Ray Rice. Like, what's the deal? They cut Trent Richardson. They cut Justin Forsett. I don't know. Terrence who's Brook, run Arthur Brown. They, you know, it's some huge cuts coming out of uh, Baltimore. Yeah. I, I And I don't know if this is a sign of cleaning house. I mean, hell, Sonny, dare I say, Terrell Suggs could be next year. He could be cut. Well, he better play a full 16 games because I think you're right, Cuervo. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they don't – and there's there's a lot of teams out there that will throw money at talent. Baltimore is one that I have a feeling that just because you're as good as Terrell Suggs is, if you're not going to make it out on the football field, i.e. Tony Romo, Tony Romo would be gone if he was in Baltimore. I'm sorry he would. Um, and Terrell mm-hmm. Suggs is – close of being that guy as well but hey i want to jump into a a uh article that's out there or article or news and this one's huge back to colin kaepernick really quick we we can talk about all his nonsense but the story that's not being talked about right now cuervo and i saw this and this was like on page four or five on the google search when i put in colin kaepernick the San Fran, get the get this the San Jose California okay the police officers that work for the San Francisco 49ers at the home games they're saying that they are going to boycott the game if they don't discipline Colin Kaepernick for refusing to stand for the national anthems after his statements about law enforcement this is such a huge story that's not getting any play I mean, this you're talking about now, granted, they hire police officers that are not working. So they, they are not working like as police officers. They're working security in reality. We're talking about these guys that quite possibly are the most important people in the stadium outside the football players and the coaches. And they're not, they could be in a situation where there may not be security in a city that has been known to throw violence around for someone just wearing the wrong jersey. Okay, so we're in a, this is a huge story for week number one as far as the San Francisco 49ers are concerned, Cuervo. Yeah, and I I didn't even hear about that, Sonny. I mean, but that is a big deal. I mean, like you said, I mean those those are guys that you need that you need, or else it's going to be chaos everywhere. I mean, you got to have some sort of control uh, within the stadium of the fans, and uh, I just think it's getting crazy though. Where it is, you know, it's like, it's, it, it's like it it is. I mean, people, this is this is the way people try to send messages now and make stands where they're just going to boycott or they're going to refuse to do something that. You know that could that could be interpreted as disrespect or or racist or prejudiced or offensive. I guess that's the word I should be using is offensive. Yes. I mean everything's mm-hmm. offensive nowadays. So um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy how like this is how people try to uh, take a stand instead of you know doing something like these like these police officers are. It's a lot of talk. There's a lot yes. of talk nowadays, and and I, I just hope these guys understand that the effects of doing something like this. I mean, yes, 
you know, my question is, have they actually spoke to the 49ers about it? Or is it just a matter of, well, we're just going to wait and see what he does. And if he doesn't, then if he doesn't stand, then you know what? We're just not going to work. I mean, it's, here's, it's really a here's what like Here's what they're saying. Just, yeah, just, just let you know, this is what's being said. There, there's about 70 officers from the Santa Clara Police Department that patrol Levi Stadium when the 49ers are there, okay? So, and this uh-huh. is the quote. Here's the quote. If the 49ers organizations fail to take action to stop this type of inappropriate behavior, it could result in the police officers choosing not to work at your facility. This was a letter that was sent to the 49ers, okay? Here's the rest of the quote. It says, the board of directors of the Santa Clara Police Officers Association has a duty to protect its members and work to make all of their working environments Free of harassing behavior that, that is And this is a letter Going to San Francisco And the organization of the 49ers And um, they, they They are making a stand And this will be the story That no one talks about On Monday Because they don't play on September 11th They're lucky by the way They're not playing on September 11th It's bad enough they're playing on the 12th So close to September 11th Then add this up on top of it This could get ugly And it could get ugly really quick Yeah I can't Sonny I mean But you know I mean Maybe they just go as far as saying You know what fine If you don't want to uh, be there to to do the the job that you were hired for, then you know we'll find somebody else. You're just taking money out of your own pocket. We'll just hire someone else then. We'll yeah. hire from a different police department. That's, go right ahead. I mean, I I mean maybe that maybe the Forty ers is just that easy for them to say we'll just hire someone else. Yeah, we'll hire I mean, a security I, I, force and have them out there instead of having the police officers. We're talking about seventy police, peace officers that may boycott. And even if they, but mm-hmm. here's the funny thing about that: this, the huge thing about that is if they do go ahead and they boycott and they go ahead and they have a security detail on uh, on call, ready to go. You know. How much backlash is that? Are the San Francisco 49ers willing to put themselves through? I'm actually surprised Colin Kaepernick has not been cut yet. Um, they got until today, right, Cuervo? I think they have until midnight today to make their final rosters, or there's a time. I'm not sure when it, it is. Do you know when it that was is? Yesterday. Oh, it was, it yesterday. was yesterday. So Kaepernick yeah. is still on the active roster right now. Wow. Yeah. How much yeah. will they actually put up with? And I'm talking about the ownership of the 49ers. They thought Jim Harbaugh was bad. Oh, this is 10 <laughs> times worse than what everything's going on there. there. Well, yeah, uh, you're, I, I, you're, talking about a, crazy. you're talking about a player that feels like they're entitled. Yes. It's a big difference. Big difference. And And I don't know. I, you know, There's a lot of things that you can look at as far as these football teams are concerned. The last thing you want is the guy that's the headache. Now, granted, they might have found themselves, Cuervo, this is an interesting situation too because it goes beyond football. They could have been in a situation if they cut him, would Colin Kaepernick, not not only that, he's going to get the money, but would Colin Kaepernick sue um, there, there is, wow. There's so many other things in play besides what's going on on the football field regarding the situation. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. I mean, you know, I mean, how's he how's he going to affect the rest of the season? Does he eventually not give in, but just kind of finally realizes what he's the you know, the, the effect that he's making? It's not the one that he wants. It's it's a total different uh, effect that he's uh, that it's having right now. I mean, you know, people are 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 outlandish and and you know, going at him about, not about the message that he's trying to send. See, that's what a lot of people don't get. It's not, it's not about, well, you can't, you can't be, you can't do that. In other words, like, yeah, you can't, he has, it's within his, it's within his right to not have to, like you said, right. Well, as I was coming on, it's his right. If he doesn't want to stand, then he's not going to stand, but prepare prepare for the backlash that comes with it because yeah. it's like we said last week, Sonny, when now it's kind of like we start to, we're starting to see when you think of the American flag, what do you think about? You know, you don't, we think about the people that defend the country. Yep. Uh, and it's good as you're disrespecting the people that serve the country and you know, may, and, and and while he said that that's not what his intentions are, well, you know what? When you have <clears throat> when you have been raised to think a certain way, Sonny, one person is not going to change the way you think. Absolutely. If you're raised a certain if you're raised a certain way to think certain think a certain way, then you're not going to change that. No, I mean it's not you're not going to get someone to change what they think about the U S flag when they see it. Absolutely. So with that being, with that being said to me, that's why it's the wrong way he's going about his message. And yes, I'm all about it. I'm all about what he's trying to say, but dude, taking a knee and now you got other players around the league doing it. His own yeah. teammates, you got other players in, on other teams. Now they're, refusing to stand for the flag and you know this this idiot turns around he's wearing socks with you know little pigs wearing a, a uh, police officer hat uh, you know you I missed mean, my diatribe on that be thankful you know now see now it's now it's a matter now it's a matter of okay not now it's what is your message at first we thought we knew right uh, you know just hey stop Stop killing innocent people. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. They need to stop doing that. But now, now you're just kind of antagonizing the situation. You're wearing socks with little pigs and police officer hats, wearing police officer hats. Now you're just antagonizing them. Like yep. you're just saying, punk. "F the police." In other words, That's yeah. What you're punk doing reputation now. behind the message doesn't get sure. heard very much. Sure. And you know, and you know, it's, you know, it's another thing too, Sonny. And I saw this right after the show i think it was monday or tuesday i saw an article and i had totally forgotten about it and as a bears fan i don't know how i forgot but i did <laughs> so the the you, you know what i'm talking about the lamar yes. story yes so you know for for someone that is so oppressed uh, as, a, as a black person and, and using racial slurs towards another black person yeah yeah your argument is valid buddy 
invalid. It is. Like I said, the reputation behind what you say, the message is so important. And and I won't even come close to denying that. You got to have a better reputation of the issue or it's going to fall on deaf ears or not be taken seriously, which it seems to be the big case across this country. I think it's about delivery, Sonny. It's not, it's, it is what you're trying to say, but it's how. It's how yep. you do it. You know? It, it, it'll be it's interesting. It's all about how you do it. Yep. It's going to be interesting on how much further, you know, where it goes from here. So here's what we're going to do, Cuervo. We're going to take a quick break, okay? Uh, we're going to hear from our sponsors, and when we come back, we have to relook at the AFC and NFC, North, South, and West, see if we change anything, especially with the quarterbacks dropping like flies. We'll do that on the other side here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll take the quick break, and then when we come back, a lot more NFL to talk about in the last hour. We'll be right back. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. When people call Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, they are generally unhappy when their air conditioner is not working. But really, they're worried. Are they calling the right people? Well, at Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, service promised is service delivered. People of Rawlett have depended on us for over 25 years, so go ahead, contact Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning at 972-475-3227 or visit them on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance. Serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance and save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. 
Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooter's only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooter's, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel jam. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. Whoop, wrong button. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Next week, the Couch Potato Sports Show can be heard at 9 a.m. as we do the three-hour block right before week number one of the NFL season. And what a week it's going to be. Games start on Thursday as we got that Thursday game. Then the slate of games on Sunday morning, September 11th. And then the two games, I think they're having. I think they're having two games on Monday as well. So we're geared up and ready to go. What we do best, which is talk NFL football as well as just football in general, as we take a relook at the division that we've already talked about. We took three hours to talk about each division up until kickoff. Now we got to go back and we got to take a look at them and decide whether or not we're going to make a change. And we just lost Tarvin. Um, Hopefully he'll come back in. He just popped in for a second and then popped out. That having been said, Cuervo, it's time to do this. It's time to take a relook at the divisions. See if there's any mind changing going to happen. So let's talk about the NFC North as there's, a big-time difference now as the Vikings lose their quarterback. And I had the Vikings winning this division. In reality, secretly, Cuervo, I had the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. And regardless that they go out and get a, a qualified quarterback, and I'm, I'm going to say that Bradford is qualified enough to take over that job. At least he's got experience and has time up underneath his belt instead of them going directly to a rookie and say, hey, you figure it out now. Um, That having been said, I have Minnesota actually going to have to drop in this division as I had them winning the division. There's no question I've got to move the Packers into uh, winning this division. 
um, as well as the Vikings dropping the seconds. Because really, in, in my opinion, the Lions and Bears just don't have enough to even move up with the uh Sam Bradford at quarterback with the Vikings Cuervo. So I did a flip-flop on the number two on the north side. What are you looking at, my man? You're stealing my thunder, Sonny. I'm doing the same thing. I mean, I like I like Bradford um, when he's healthy. I think he's he's got some talent, um, but he's not Teddy Bridgewater. And, and yep. And that's not to say that Bridgewater is you know leaps and bounds better than Sam Bradford, but he knows the system better. That's yes. He knows this the he knows North Turner's offense better than Sam Bradford does. So, <clears throat> excuse me. With that being said, the name of the show, um, I'm gonna do the same thing. I again, after I say this, but Green Bay will win the division, and um, Minnesota will be second, followed by. Oh, yeah, the Bears. Detroit third. Wow, I'm gonna put you them had third. the Bears. You had the Bears beating out the Lions. Have what you've seen in the preseason scare you away from? Well, obviously they haven't had a great successful preseason. Um, have they scared you away from the third place position that you had yeah. them in? Yes, yes, and it's because I have zero confidence in the offense. Zero, absolutely no confidence. And and you know what? Maybe. Maybe they're just throwing everybody for a loop and they don't want to give away what they're doing offensively. But I tell you, for 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 the first team offense getting shut out in two of the four preseason games, yeah, that's good. sick. No, uh, that it's it, and you're right. It should raise the red flags if you're if you're a Chicago Bear fan, and I am, as well as Allen, who joins us here every once in a while. And of course, you when when you don't score in preseason, I'm sorry. Remember who you're playing. You're playing the second, thirds, the fourths, even sometimes fifths. And if your offense cannot score on the you know third, fourth, and fifth offenses or defenses out on the football field, you're in for a long season. You gotta score, and, and that really hurts that football team. Going to the AFC North. I have not changed anything about the AFC North at all. I like where we're at. We haven't had any major losses in the AFC North, enough to where I have to change anything as far as who I got there. I've got, obviously, uh, I got the Bengals winning this division with the Steelers right behind them. Uh, the Bengals and are the, uh, the Ravens in third and Browns in last place. I haven't seen enough, especially with the cutting of Justin Forsett, to make me feel confident that the Ravens can slip in and get past the uh, Steelers, Cuervo. What's your feelings on the AFC North? Well, I mean, I, I'm, again, I'm shocked at this, the moves that Baltimore has made. So now my question is, how do they run the football? I mean, is right. it going to be a one-dimensional? Is it going to be all Joe Flacco this year? You know, I mean – and I don't even like their receivers that much. I mean, Mike Wallace, you know, I mean, he's he's a good deep threat when he's, when he's healthy. <laughs> exactly. He gets that C grade. Um, he's not what he was in Pittsburgh, obviously. Or, and I and I think Miami ruined his career. But, you know, that's that's for another conversation. So, um, but, um, you know, offensively, I mean, Flacco's just going to have to have a career year. Yeah. In order for them to survive. So with that being said, Sonny, 
Uh, refresh my memory, please. What, what did I, I had? I know that I had the Bengals winning the division. You did. And you had the Ravens in second place. Uh, within mm-hmm. the division because you didn't think the Steelers, you know, were ready to go. I, I, I had the Steelers where they're at uh, in second place, um, but you had them in third. That was our disagreement up on that one. Um, so I'm not sure if you want to move the Ravens down or move the Steelers up or keep it the way it was. Well, since then, since we broke down the AFC North. I believe um, the the suspension of Le'Veon Bell got cut to three games. Yes. I think that happened after we broke down the AFC North. So It did. You know, so now, now you get one extra game with Le'Veon Bell. And honestly, I think, I think even something that small, Sonny, is enough for me to move the Steelers up to second. So I'm moving the yes. Steelers up to second. Uh, Cincinnati is going to obviously win this division, uh, and the Steelers will. I'll drop or the uh, the Ravens. I'm sorry. Will, I'll drop them down to third just because I don't know how they're going to run the football. I don't. I just don't know. And their receivers are are iffy. Uh, I don't. I'm not. They're in average love with at their best. Receivers. Yeah, they're average yeah, at best. Yeah, I'm just not in love with them. And and yep. Dennis Pitta is hurt again. He's again. Hurt again. So yes. So I mean, not even the tight end is is a viable option for them. So. With all that being said, Sonny, I'm dropping the Ravens to third. I got Pittsburgh second. I'm I'm on I'm on board with you with that, and then obviously you know Cleveland. We don't even need to talk about the Cleveland Browns. They're last, so right. Um, you know that's I'm I'm gonna go with your order on this one. I I think that it, it, I I like the picks. I like where they're at, and who knows? Maybe something. Maybe the superstar would be figured out. But the Ravens are going to have to work very hard to make the playoffs. And you know, coming off a year last year, will they have that same funk? coming into week number one. First four weeks are going to be vital for the Ravens, especially within their division. So, all right, then that being said, which is the name of this program, let's head on into the next division that we're going to take a look at. Let's head on over to the South as the AFC South has uh, the Colts, Jaguars, Texans, and Titans in their Cuervo. What do you think about the AFC South? Well, you know what, honey? I... I have to admit, I like what I see out of Houston so far. I, I think their first-team offense looks pretty good. Um, you know, Lamar, if, if Lamar Miller can continue to run the ball like he did down in Miami last year, um, then I think the Texans can, can be a team that puts a point up on the board. I really do feel that way. I mean, I like Hopkins. I like the rookie Will Fuller out of Notre Dame. Uh, and I think Osweiler's – he looks comfortable, Sonny, and that's important. When, when you got a guy that's coming in their first year as a, you know, as a starting quarterback, you bring a guy in, you know, he can learn the playbook all he wants, and he can have that, that bad boy memorized. But if he's not comfortable in the offense, he's not comfortable, uh, uh, you know, leading, leading the huddles and, and, and just you look at the way Osweiler's playing, Sonny, and he just looks comfortable, and that's, that's huge for them. So I, I think I like Houston a little bit more than I thought I would. I, I, you know, so does that change your 
yeah, change your set. Uh, your your set was Colts Jaguars, um, and the you had the Titans in third and the Texans in fourth. You dropped them down big time there, Cuervo. So what's your, so what's your change going to be? So I'm just going to flip the Titans and the Texans. I like Houston to go third, and I like ten, I think Tennessee is going to finish last. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, 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 Tennessee looks like they have a strong running game with Murray and Derrick Henry, the rookie. Uh, Henry doing better just, than Murray, by the way. Yeah. So, I mean, but here's the thing. Marcus Mariota, I, I, he hasn't really impressed me. And, and maybe I haven't Neither. watched enough. I, I just and, – and I, and I never thought he was going to pan out in the league anyway. So, um the fact that if he does fall on his face this year and he does hit that sophomore something wouldn't surprise me one bit. Absolutely. But, you know, um, I, I, so I'm going to flip flop those two. I still like your Jaguars, Sonny. I think, I think that's a team that, you know, if, if Chris Ivory can, can stay healthy and, and we, which, you know, I mean, he's been, he's been a guy that the jets relied on for a few years at running back and, and he's done good things for them. And if, if he can do that down in Jacksonville, I think I like the moves that, that your Jaguars have made, and and it's going to be a tight race. I think between Tennessee or uh, the, the Jaguars and the Texans, they're going to be fighting for second. They really are. And but I do like the Jags, and you know, they, it just seems like they've improved a little bit every year. So they're on the they're on the incline. You know, they're going up. So um, that's why I've got them second. But I'm going to move Houston up to third. Well, and I'm going to make a change. Uh, activated, by the way, too, in case you yes, didn't know that. Yes, that was big news. Exactly. J.J. Watts activated, and it is huge. I'm making a change, too, Cuervo. <laughs> I, you know, I originally picked the Colts, Jaguars, Texans, and then the Titans. But I'm actually going to – I'm not a little impressed about what Houston's doing, especially in their running game. I like it a lot. And this last game. Now, I know who was in the lineup. In the fourth quarter, okay, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I get it. But this last preseason game, Cuervo, watching the game and seeing what the Jaguars didn't do is what scares me about the Jaguars. The Jaguars, they score seven. They get off to a great start, but they don't score anything until the fourth quarter, eight points in the fourth quarter against no one. Now, I get it. They got eight. They got the touchdown. But what scares me is the quarters two and three is when you had your guys in there and who might be doing something for this football team as far as contributions, especially offensively. Goose egg in quarter two, goose egg in quarter three. I don't like it. I don't like what I've seen in the preseason. See, you can't fall in love with a football team in the preseason and think they're going to be great and move up and and be all-knowing. But they can fall down. And right now, the way they lost that game, you know, the Atlanta Falcons scored 17 points in the second quarter and didn't do anything for the rest of the game. My gosh, you've got to be able to put more points, believe it or not, more than eight points in the third and fourth quarter in the NFL if you're going to win football games. And right now, as much as I had a lot of feeling about them, the Jaguars took a step back here in the preseason for me. 
So I'm actually going to move the Titans up and getting in second place and the uh, Jaguars uh, dropping to third, but it'll be close. It'll be only by one game or so, because I don't think any more than one team are going to make it into the playoffs out of the South. So I, I make the, I make the drop of the Jaguars that this last preseason game, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They should have played better, even their threes and fours. And what does that tell you about some of the guys that are trying to make this football? team they didn't go out and make plays they didn't go out and do what needed to do what they needed to do in order to get seen in order to make this football team that tells me a lot in this game especially with the Jaguars I I, I, that this is going to be I I think I'm going to be I think I'm going to end up being disappointed in what I'm going to see with the uh with the Jaguars this season I I don't think so Sonny I think I think you're going to be a little surprised. I hope I'm not so. saying that they're they're going to go 13 and three or anything crazy like that. But when you think about it, Blake Bortles is going to his third season now, and and if if I told you, if you had to take a guess, how many touchdowns to interceptions he had last year? Just throw a number out there. So what what do you think the the, the numbers were for him? Just touchdowns, not even yards. I think I think he threw three touchdowns. I think he's threw three. uh, I think he uh, had three interceptions to every touchdown that he threw. Three touchdowns to every interception. Yes, that would just be off the top of my head. Okay, well, I'm I'm saying like total number, like maybe 25 TDs and 20 interceptions, or uh, you know, 30 and 10. What's the number? It's 35. He threw for 35. 35 threw, touchdowns, 18 picks. If if I was to tell you there's a quarterback in the league that threw 35 touchdowns and 18 I know. last year, I the, know. Names you would, the names that would come <laughs> in your head would be guys like Breeze, Aaron Rodgers, yes. uh-huh. uh, you know, maybe even um, – uh, Brady, or not even Brady, but like Big Ben or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. No, Blake Bortles put those numbers up last year. So yes, Blake exactly. Bortles, your quarterback for your Jaguars, put up those numbers last year. And he's only going to get better. He's got the Allen brothers. He's got Julius Thomas. Again, the, the running game is going to be the key because, you know, it can't just be all Bortles. I mean, he he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. He's not, you know, Peyton Manning when when he was playing He's not those guys So he does need a running game But I think the Jaguars Are good enough on offense And they can put up points If you go into a shootout with the Jaguars Have fun with that It's it's not It's not the the Jaguars of 5-6 years ago They're getting better Cuervo, and I'll tell you what else. I, you know, and I should never get online before I come on this show and, and go into the Jaguars website. I should never do this because I should ignore what I saw, which was Gus Bradley's post-game speech. And his post-game speech, and after he gets out and he talks to the media, he comes out in the media and he says, we're going to keep growing. I'm sorry, the Jaguars need to be grown. 
I mean, enough of the excuses for this football team. And I won't give it. I won't take them from this. You know, this is my football team. I'm tired of the excuses. This team should be grown by now. That having been said, it's obvious they're not. And that's the reason why they're not going to be able to get out of their own way. And, you know, with that thinking that Gus Bradley thinks that they're going to keep growing, they should be grown. They should be thinking when they look at the schedule, we're going to be that team, 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 instead of, well, we'll have a chance against this team. And, you know, we, we should beat this team um, if we're healthy. You know, if the word if is way too much in the Jaguars definition of whether or not they're going to be good. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not falling for it. I'm not. I, I almost fell for it. I had them in second, but they're falling back to the same Jaguars that I don't like to see. And that's going to be. It's I, I think I think eight and eight is realistic, and I think I'm even dropping them down. I like Blake Bortles. I like the fact that he's got two wide receivers that he can throw the football to. I think that's huge. But I'm I'm just going to go with defenses as well as I know them. Defensive players, they're going to hawk in on those guys, and the, even the wide receivers may have a hard time. But it's just an estimate. So uh, that's the that is the AFC South. That means we got to talk about the NFC South, Cuervo. The NFC South, you know, let people know what you thought about them. Your original picks were Panthers, Saints, Falcons, and Bucks. Looking at this division, have you changed your mind about what you've seen in the NFC South? No, I, I think I think uh, those are going to stay where I had them. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think Drew Brees is in for a better season than people think. You know, it's funny is people think that Drew Brees is on such a decline, but if you look at his numbers last year, I mean, he still threw for over forty five hundred yards. He still threw for over thirty touchdowns and less than 20 interceptions. I mean, that that is a typical Drew Brees season. You know, throwing for close to 5,000 yards. And, and, and the only difference like that, is so. they didn't win football games. Yes, and and that's because the defense is so bad. Yes. It has nothing to do with Drew Brees. So all the talk of Drew Brees, you know, he's on the decline. The only reason I say that is because he's getting older. Yes. So it's not even that he's on the decline. It's just it's getting I mean, older. Yeah, he's just getting older. What if he what if he decides next year, you know, I know I'm still playing at a high level, but I just I'm not into it anymore or you know, I want it's time to step away from the game and 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 dedicate my life to my family or or something like that. I mean, you just There's never There's no talk know. that way. I haven't heard it. Have you heard it? No, no, I'm not saying I've heard it. I'm just saying that you just never know. I mean, he's going exactly. into what his 14th year. 14th season now or something like that. So, uh, I mean, people change their mind after one season. I mean, it, it can change that quick. So, with that being said, Sonny, I mean, I think that's why I still keep the Saints in second. Uh, the downfall is going to be their defense, though. Their defense has a lot of work to do. So, I don't know who their defensive coordinator is. I know it's not Rob Ryan anymore. Um. But whoever it is, they got their work cut out for them. And they've well, got... Go ahead. Finish up. I'm sorry. No, it's it's all right. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that they've got their work cut out for them. And it's going to be it's going to be a rough season on the defense. Yeah, and it, it is. It's going to be um, the the problem with the Saints. And I, I think 
I think you might be right. The problem with the Saints is is that they went through such a horrible defensive season last year. It's hard to imagine them not getting any better. It, it's it, it's hard to say. Well, you know what? Guess what? We had about we can bounce back. The only problem is Cuervo. When I look at this football team, and I ask myself the question. If you are going to go ahead and make a difference, you've got to be able to make a, defen- a, a, a difference on the defensive side of the ball. It's most important, I think, defensively for it to come together faster than it is offensively. Because all you got to do is take a look at this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt this football team. So that also being said, I haven't seen enough in the preseason from the Saints to say, you know, you're going to get better because they lost every single preseason game. Now losing to the Patriots, not a big deal. Losing to the Texans, you should be shaking your head. Steelers, it's a fight. Ravens pretty much handled them in the preseason in this last week back here um, uh, the other day. So when I look at this, Mm -hmm. I have to ask myself in the preseason, if you're going to shine, you can shine defensively. I think this is the time to do it. And the fact that they didn't put anything, you know, as far as they, listen to the numbers they gave up, they gave up 34 to the Patriots. They gave up 16 to the Texans, but after that 27 and 23 in a preseason game, you know, and these are seconds and thirds and fourths giving up these kind of points, I think is going to kind of stay with them. I am making this switch. I had the Saints in second, and the the simple fact of the matter is is that not that I think that the Saints or or the Falcons or anything to write home to Mama about. I think they got their I think they got their team kind of in sync already, and I say that because. You know, they just got the victory last night, or was it last night or the other day? Um, I'm not sure if it was last night. I was looking at the scores. They got the victory the other day. Um, And you you can say what you want about preseason. They beat the Jaguars. And the Jaguars, there's another one. They only put up 15 points in that game, and the Falcons won that game. Um, The Falcons only get six points against the Dolphins. That scares me. But in the first two two weeks – they were on 24 points, and that can win you some football games in the NFL. I'm worried about whether or not Drew Brees can put up the points, not the yards, because I think he can get them there. But getting the points on the board, I think, is going to be a challenge for the Saints. That's why I'm going to make the change. I'm going to move the Falcons up to second, drop the Saints to third, and if the decline because of age starts happening to Drew Brees. We already think he's got a wet noodle for an arm anyway. So he better did some off season training to make sure that that's not going to be something that's going to be a problem for them. So uh, pretty interesting stuff going on there as far as that is concerned. So we got the, we got the South AFC North AFC South. We went through, we did the North AFC North, NFC North. Now, let's take a look. Let's go to the West. Any changes on the list? I don't know. But the, the NFC West, I, I don't want to make the change. But 
I threw in the disclaimer when we did this. Colin Kaepernick in second place in the 49ers, finishing second in the division, if Kaepernick started. Now, that having been said, take away from all his nonsense, I still think that Kaepernick is the right guy at the quarterback position. Obviously, the 49ers don't agree with me. So that right there tells me a lot. Blaine Gabbert's going to start for the 49ers. I don't trust Blaine Gabbert at all. I don't care what kind of season he had last year in meaningless games. It doesn't do anything for me. So I have to make the switch. I have to move the Seattle Seahawks up to second in this division, put the 49ers there, um, and then the Rams in last. And of course, I saw the Cardinals winning this division. Looking at where you were at, Cuervo, have you made any changes to you you think are going to the order that you had in this division? Uh, we're talking the West. NFC West. NFC West, I'm sorry. Um, yes. I had Arizona, Seattle. Yes. Right? Yes. Arizona, Seattle, had, and you had, and then you had the 49ers and the Rams. Wow, I had the Rams last? Yes. Well, that was silly. <laughs> Silly. Silly. That was dumb. That was dumb. I, I, the Rams I, are going to finish third. Are, are you a believer in are you a believer in the Rams this year uh, after what is happening, you know, I I I I guess I'm not I guess I'm just not feeling like I want to fall for it. I don't know, Cuervo. There's something no, about this Rams about- team. You know, yeah, they get the they get the first two wins in the preseason. They take the losses to the Broncos and the Vikings. Um, a kind of competitive game uh, just the other day, but I, I'm just I'm just not feeling the Rams with their new quarterback, Cuervo. I'm just not. No, I'm just that much of a non-believer in the uh, 49ers. Ah, really. got it. Yeah, that's what it really comes down to is that. I just don't like what I see from San Francisco. Uh, beside all of the Colin Kaepernick Hoopla. nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it goes beyond that. It's it's more about, I mean, playing Kaepernick's the starting quarterback. Are you kidding me? I, exactly. Like, God. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just, I just don't see how the Niners are going to win many games. I really don't. I mean, they're fighting. They're going to be fighting for a top five draft pick again this this coming up season, or this next off season. So, um, yeah, the Rams are going to go. They're going to finish third. I think Goff will probably, unless some running back or receiver comes out of nowhere, I think Goff will probably win Rookie of the Year. And uh, wow. Todd Gurley is, is is a guy that can. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's on everybody's fantasy uh, radar, but I mean, in reality football, I think he's a guy that can he's going to put up some good numbers for them. So um, they're going to have a strong running game, um, and obviously Tavon Austin's still pretty electric. So uh, they got some things going on on offense, defensively. You know, I think I think they they underachieve. They they need to find a way to really maximize what they have on defense. They lost Chris Long, but they still have Robert Quinn. They still have right. uh, the linebackers. I, th- I think Laurinaitis is still there, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's um, gone, actually. Laurinaitis he is, is gone. gone. 
That's yeah, that's the re- and well, that's one not- of the reasons why I dropped him down, Cuervo, the Rams, because when you lose a guy like John Laurinaitis, I, I think the 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 fact of the matter is when it, it when you have your leader gone from your lineup on the defensive side of the ball, I think that has more of an effect in reality. And I think he was the leader of that defense. And he was, and he was, and for whatever reason, they, they, they let him go. And, and now he's somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if he's signed with another team or what, but, um, you know, I still think that defensively they still have Ogletree and they still have uh, some other guys that can make some plays. So, um, you know, I mean, it, it could be as simple as just a change of scenery. It sounds crazy, but. You never know. I mean, so, you know, we talk about coaches. They need to make a change of scenery every so often. Maybe and sometimes players need it too. So um, I, I like – I still think the Rams can be a good team. Um, will they make the playoffs? Probably not. But um, but I think they're going to be, you know, they're going to be third in the division. And, and I think San Francisco, you know, with, with everything going on, all the distractions and starting Blaine Gaver over Kaepernick, that's enough for me to drop them down to last. Yeah, it really kind of it really kind of hurts when you look at a guy, it, the linebacker. He is now with the Saints, just to let you know. And that was one of the things about the Saints that they did pick up him, and I thought that was a good pickup for him, of course, of who he is, of course. Signing for them. I think it is. I think, it, but it's still, you know, the, the Saints. Uh, they got a lot of work to do. I, I, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at this this division, and I hate this division, be, because I, I'm I'm fully not in. Also, by the way, impressed with the Cardinals. I'm I'm just not. Um, it, although I think they're going to win this division, Cuervo. You know, I you know I I hate by default. You know because I I just don't I just don't trust what Seattle is doing. I really don't. Um, I, I still think that there's a lot of off the field issues that are going to affect the way that the uh, Seahawks play this year. So it, it's going to be huge. I don't know. So let's do this. I, it looks like I got Jersey in the house. Let me bring him in. Erico three, four, seven. Welcome into the couch potato sports show. What's up guys. It's Bryce calling from Brooklyn. Hey Bryce, what's up? We're just recapping what we think is going on. What I mean is, I know you, your team, you you had some mad love, and you didn't get an opportunity to talk about them because you had to bail. Let's talk about your team a little bit on where you think they're going to end up this season. Mad my Pittsburgh, my Pittsburgh Steelers, my Pittsburgh Steelers will be contending for a Super Bowl this year. Whoa. That's what I feel. Barring barring health. Um, look, guys, if you look at the <laughs> AFC. Outside of the New England Patriots, with, because they've got one of the best quarterbacks to ever play and still playing at a high level, there's not really a team that, that offers everything that the Steelers offer, starting with the quarterback position. I mean, look, in the AFC, it's, it's Ben and Tom's world. Everyone else just put after them. So when you've got the quarterback in today's NFL, you can go places. And with the bevy of weapons and with the front seven on defense that's young and fiery and that, and that gets after people, you know, even with the defense not being good on the pass defense last year, 17 interceptions, 48 sacks, you know, this is a defense on the rise. Um, you know, we're going to see Artie Burns at the third corner, the first-round 
pick. I think he's got some skill. Um, you know, there's a lot of talent on this team. I feel they're, they're competing for the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Wow, big-time stuff going out of there. I wish I had the confidence in the, the Steelers this year, um, especially in their own division. They're, they're going to have some fisticuffs, I think, with the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are a team that are primed to, to make that push to the playoffs, and maybe if they have their starting quarterback instead of having to start the rookie. But when I look at the Bengals over there, I, I'll tell you, I like their backup quarterback situation because your backup quarterback had to be the starter in the playoff game. And I think that's a huge advantage for the Bengals going into this season. Guys, I got to tell you something. And, and I don't know if, you know, with your favorite teams, if you follow the AFC North that much, I keep trying to tell people that don't follow the AFC North. Don't believe in the Bengals. <laughs> I keep, you're going to get your heart broken. This team cannot be believed in. Look, they've had a couple years here where a lot of things have gone right for them on the injury standpoint. But now they're going into the season a little banged up. What happens if this team gets injured? Do they have the depth and the wherewithal to withstand a 16-game season? We saw them, you know, that fourth quarter in the playoffs, I give them a lot of credit. But that team, when their quarterback went down, they just didn't have it. And I don't think they're better than the Steelers, and I don't think they're as good as people give them credit for, particularly mentally, where they can be had. You can impose your will on that bunch as we did, and you can beat them. Good point. Mentally, Cuervo, sometimes when you look at the Bengals, and, and I think that also comes from the, the head coach that should have been fired, you know, at least five years ago, if not six. But the Bengals also, you know, this is it, it's a football team that has been saying for the last four years we're contenders, but actually obviously failing. But last year I think was their best opportunity to move forward into the playoffs but then you have the quarterback taking the hit and losing the quarterback for your playoffs, Andy Dalton, being the guy that had to lead you in the playoffs if they were going to be successful, Cuervo. Yeah, it's, it's been a tough break for the Bengals for the past four years now. And, and, and you know, I, I, I don't know if they're going to finally win a playoff game this year. I just think that when it comes to the regular season, you think about, you know, you talk about the injuries that the Bengals have had. Well, I mean, the you know, I know the Steelers don't have many injuries. Uh, they do have suspensions, though. And, and Le'Veon Bell, it's only three games, and I get that. Um, but you're losing Martavis Bryant for the season, and, and that's and – that's, that's a big loss. You know, it's a, it is a big loss. And, you know, a lot of people may not want to see it that way, but it is. It's a big loss because now you're asking, you know, Wheaton, who's, you know, questionable at times, to be that second receiver. And, um, yeah, I just don't know – if that's going to be the case. I don't know if he's going to be able to be that guy that can step in and, and take over as the number two, as a number two guy. As this, we are here, this, go oh, ahead, Bryce. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, this is, you know, this is, these are all good points and I would, I would put more stock in them. And, and this is why I bring up new England and Pittsburgh. If those two teams haven't shown consistently the ability to, 
to, to, to manage and overcome their injuries to have good seasons and get it done on the field. We have not yet seen that from the Cincinnati Bengals. That's still a young team that's got talent, but the mental moxie and makeup of that team is always in question, and we see it when it comes pressure time. We've seen New England and Pittsburgh overcome injuries, even to guys that are key guys, and be able yes. to play well and field a team that's still balanced. And I think the Steelers can do that, and that's why I'm picking them in New England. Are you hurt or are you injured? Big, big difference when you're talking football players. Um, and sometimes the Bengals can't answer that question from their own team. Back to the uh, – since we're talking about the NFC uh, West and we're getting next week, uh, the season starts up. What do you think about the NFC West there, Bryce? Oh, man, I heard you talking about this. And, I, and, and, and as much as I love your takes – Got to disagree. The Seattle Seahawks win this division. The Arizona Cardinals, while talented, kind of remind me of the Bengals, and they have that ex-Bengal quarterback who you cannot trust when the pressure's on. Seattle got the moxie and the pedigree to to win in the playoffs. I know they lost last year, but I think they've they've shown a a champion's mentality of being able to play tough. I think the Cardinals are built more outside to in than inside to out, and you can impose your will on that bunch. Bruce Arians likes to get it in chunks, play aggressive offense, blitz a lot, but he's not really tough when it counts inside the lines, and I think you can take advantage of that. That's where Seattle plays some of their best football. I'm going with the Seahawks. I wish I could agree with you as far as the Arizona and, and me. I'm the first to bash the Arizona Cardinals. Been a fan of them ever since they stepped foot into Arizona back in the 80s, 87, if I'm not mistaken. And I just can't get past the fact that they're finally putting it together with their coach. The only thing I'll disagree with you is at least, at least, the Arizona Cardinals smelled the Super Bowl. They played in it more so than the Bengals not getting out of the first round. The Arizona Cardinals have been getting out of the first uh, couple of rounds for the last couple of years. So that is the difference, I think, as far as the toughness. I will go back and agree with you what I think about Carson Palmer. I just, I, you know, I, I don't trust the guy. I don't trust the guy oh. in the quarterback position to be the guy. But I think the the – And I'm going to throw this to you, Bryce. And I was jumping on Seattle um, that you weren't in there when we were first talking about them. I think that this coaching staff and everything and the arrogance of this football team, I think, might come into play and get in the way more so. Look what they did last year. They went on that Super Bowl hangover, and they felt we can just show up and win, and that didn't happen, and they had to put a push towards the end of the season. I think this is the season where I think the coaching staff is going to have to take responsibility for arrogance in reality more so than players, and I don't think Pete Carroll's ready to take that step. I think he wants to leave that on his shoulders, and I think at the time when you look at this football team, I think Pete Carroll, as much as everybody seems to like him, I think he might be wearing on his own players in reality. Ooh, that's a that's a good point, and it, it's it's hard to argue that. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, that's something they're going to have to overcome. Yes. I think they still have enough this year to do that, but they're going to need. I think what overcomes that is if Russell Wilson goes off. And has a big year when you you know guys when you got that quarterback and he can make those plays that, that can cover up a lot of mistakes and so I think if Russell Wilson can do that then they can then then they can overcome but you're right I think that's a good point and and they're gonna have to watch for that because Pete Carroll is a big personality and 
And he lost a lot of trust on that team whenever he ran that Super Bowl play, that god-awful call he made. Absolutely. Yeah, they're going to have to overcome that. But I think they do because Carson Palmer cannot be trusted. Don't trust ex-Bengals, guys. Leave the Bengals alone. (laughs) They're going to break your heart. (laughs) I get it. So what we're going to do now, since we've been beating up on the the West, let's go to – or the NFC West, let's go to the AFC West Cuervo. As we looked at this division – this I hate this division. I have the I, I have the Broncos finish fishing the Super Bowl champions for crying out loud. Sonny Clark doesn't trust them because they had Mark Sanchez. Well, they make the cut. I let's find out if I make the decision to change where the Broncos are going to end up. Cuervo, what do you think about the AFC West? Do you have any changes that you want to take a look at as far as Oakland, San Diego, Kansas City, and of course the Super Bowl champions? Yeah, no, I really don't. I, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember right, I had Kansas City winning, and yep. I had uh, oh, the Raiders finishing second. Yes. Uh, let's see, Denver was third, and, and San Diego was last. That's who you had, yes. Yeah. Um, I think I still I, – I, I think I'm going to keep those, and, and I know I get it. Denver doesn't have a quarterback, and everybody's – thinks that they should finish last, but I think their defense is so good that they can, you know, keep them from being a last-place team. So uh, I think the defense alone could win them a couple of games, and I just think San Diego overall is is a bad team. So uh, I'm going to stick with the order that I have. I'm not going to make any changes in the AFC West, honey. Well, I I looked at the San Diego Chargers, and I liked what – well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. I wanted to put some trust in Phillip Rivers, okay? I did. You know, there's something to be said about the Chargers. The Chargers have been – within the first couple of of, uh, drives where they had – uh, you know, they had Rivers in there. They were showing success. I like where I had them. Um, I, my picks were Kansas City. I'm worried about Jamal Charles not being ready, by the way. They say he's iffy for week number one. That is a mainstay of your offense because if you can't get him back, that means you're going to have to depend on Alex Smith. Now, Alex Smith and Andy Reid, they got the understanding here. We're not going to ask Alex Smith to do something he is not capable of doing which is go deep. That means that they've got to win the game between the, the line of scrimmage and 20 to 30 yards out. That's where they got to win the games. If they decide that they're going to have to go deep, it's going to be a problem for Kansas City, but I think Andy Reid's too smart for that. So he's got the head. He's going to run the team. I think they're going to be able to do it. They got, I will tell you, they got a week one uh, opponent uh, that, scares me because the Chargers, even though that the Chargers are on the road, I like what I've seen so far with Phillip Rivers when he's been in there. The question is, is will they hold up defensively? If you don't have Jamal Charles in the lineup, that means that the San Diego Chargers can take more risks in this game. So I think San Diego's actually going to start off with a win. I like like San Diego, and if this year, if Phillip Rivers is going to be that you know, that mainstay, that cornerstone quarterback for your franchise, he's got to do it this year, and I think he knows it, or he's going to be gone next year. I, I still think I got Kansas City, and, you know, even though 
it sounds crazy. I have the Chargers in second place, and I'm going to keep Oakland in third, and the fact they don't have a quarterback in Denver, it's unheard of, and it's irresponsible for the Denver Broncos not to have a quarterback after you win the Super Bowl. Bryce? Okay, so if we're talking about the AFC West, Yes. I'm going to actually go with the Oakland Raiders to win this division. Raiders. I love I love I love their I like their quarterback, Derek Carr. I mean, look, Philip Rivers is a really good quarterback, but his team is awful and he's awful. underachieved with that team. They've had talent over the years. I'm going with the Raiders because you got Carr on one side and you got that beast Khalil Mack on the other side. Just I like him. seems that he can play multiple positions. It's, he he will wreck your offense. He wrecked the Broncos offense last year. I think the Broncos are still a good team, but relying so much on the run game, we don't know what Trevor Simeon can do. Even though I say this, I think it's going to be better than what people think. I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback. I think the Raiders are primed to win that division and take it over. Cuervo, are you worried about the Raiders in preseason? They get the win against Arizona, but they drop it to Green Bay, Tennessee, and Seattle. They drop those games in preseason. And that is my only thing. You know, I wasn't expecting – it's preseason. Don't get me wrong. I understand what preseason is all about. But I think they needed to grab at least two of those because especially Tennessee, if you're going to be as good as you think you are, even though it was the third game, that's when most of the starters were in get the most time in that one Cuervo so when I looked at the Raiders and how they lost that football game they didn't score in the fourth quarter okay and they didn't score in the third quarter so they scored all of their points really in reality in the first two quarters which is only 14 is that good enough for them against the Tennessee Titan team who defensively is I'm sorry they're weak that means Jack Del Rio is going to have to put a spark in the behinds of the defensive squad for the Raiders, Cuervo. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the preseason, Sonny, I mean, I mean, as long as you don't get blown out or anything like that, I really don't take losses as, as an indication of, well, this is a bad football team. But if you're getting blown out in games in the preseason, then that that's a that's a bad sign. And and, and I don't know how much the Raiders lost those games by. But, um, I mean, if they were close games, then I'm not really putting much stock into it just because, I mean, you know, th- there's really no set time when uh, your your first string, second string come out and you know, uh, the second string goes in or whatever. So it could be a case of, well, the Raiders pulled their guys before, uh, you know, the, whoever they were playing against did or, or something along the lines of that. So, I mean, as long as it wasn't a situation where the Raiders got blown out by 40 points or something like that, then I really don't, I really don't uh, see the, uh, you know, the, those losses as an indication of, well, maybe the Raiders aren't going to be as good as we thought. So that's why Who I knows? like to go yeah. second. The preseason stuff, they did lose to Seattle 23-21 the week before that, week three, where most of the starters, they got 14 points in the first half. Uh, They lost the game 27-14. Against Green Bay, they lost the game 20-12. They beat the Arizona Cardinals 31-10. But, you know, it is preseason. It's hard to tough, you know. I, I just want I want to see more, and you know me. Sonny loves Jack Del Rio. He used to be the coach of my team. Um, that having been said, he's definitely the right coach. The question is, are they ready to take that step up and be the team to beat uh, in that division? Sounds like Bryce says yes. 
Jack Del Rio going to lead him and get the uh, get the AFC West Championship, Bryce? Yeah, I think so, man. And, and, and again, I really like I really like Derek Carr. I mean, if you look at the weapons, Latavius Murray. If you look at Carr, Crabtree's a good number two receiver. You've got Cooper. Amari Cooper, who is just who is a phenomenal wideout. Khalil Mack, you got a good D line. So I think there's some there's some youth, there's some experience, but you got a hungry team that is finally that's finally starting to play the right way. And I think once again they got the right quarterback to do it. Uh, taking a look, we've recapped all the divisions. We know who we think is going to win each division. Uh, that being said, there's a couple pieces of news that we want to get in and talk about because there was some big-time news, uh, with, one with a, with a player who's active, one who's not active that are in the news. The Houston Texans have to be careful with their superstar. Back injury, I don't care what it is, okay? You got to be careful if you're the Houston Texans, Cuervo, and they activate J.J. Watts off of the pup list, have him ready for week one. How much time do you put J.J. Watts in the football game? Do you start him, or do you take a look at the season and the first game and decide whether or not you need him or not? Well, I think you do start him, and you kind of – uh, adjust to how he's feeling, um, you know. And a lot of players, they're not going to tell you like, "Oh yeah, I'm hurt. You know, I'm, my back's, you know, not feeling really well, so I need to sit out." I know they're not going to do that. So as a coach, he's going to have to recognize and, and and really know his player to to really see like, "Oh yeah, something's not right." And and, and you got to make the call. You have to be a head coach, and and not not be, you know, uh, a friend of J.J. Watt. You know, sometimes you have to be a head coach and you have to be that guy that says, you know what, I'm pulling you. You, you, Something's not right. And if that's what happens, then, you know, I mean, you can make the argument of, well, they should never have activated him or uh, he should have never played or whatever. But the point is you you cannot afford to let a guy tough it out, especially of J.J. Watt's caliber, and and kind of see what happens from there. it's, It's way too risky. Uh, I say, I say, you know, what's probably going to happen is he's going to start, but they're going to keep a close eye on him. Definitely, it's a tough. By the way, the um, the Houston Texans they release Cecil Shorts the third and Antonio Allen safety, uh, big time on the defense. Shorts, you know, average at best, you know, but I think he's going to get picked up by a team that might need a wide receiver. That being said, Bryce, what do you think about the Houston Texans? J.J. Watts. You sit J.J. Watt until he's fully ready. You do I not risk so. that guy. Because if that guy goes down, you're, you're in a world of trouble. You talk about teams that haven't had their depth challenged in order and, – and, and meaning challenged and still be successful. That's a team that needs all their horses. So you better keep J.J. Watt going. Sit him down until he's ready to go. And in the beginning of the season, you've you got to get by – because you're going to need that guy for the length of the season if you want to win this division. Uh, side note to that – even with that, this is my sleeper pick of the NFL. The Jacksonville Jaguars win this division. 
Uh, I don't. I wish I could feel comfortable with that in the South. You know, you got teams that are so up and down, and Jaguars being one of them. And I don't like the words coming out of the coach's mouth about they're still growing. The Jaguars need to be grown. I'm tired of it. That's my team, by the way, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a team that can't grow up. Okay, so let's let's grow up. Okay, and let let's win some football games right now. They're not saying the right words that need to be said, and that comes from the head coach. And I, I I'm sorry. I'm I'm not a Gus Bradley fan. I'm just not. I really? don't think he's the right. Yes. I don't think he's the right guy. Now, who else is out there that you can argue all day long, but I just wasn't very impressed with the pick in Gus Bradley. Anyway, that having been said, this is a really, really scary division because we don't know if we're going to get the same thing from the Colts Cuervo that we think we should get. Will Andrew Ruck be a hundred percent in this division and be able to, you know, go back to the Colts win the division by default because they're just that good. Or are we going to get an average Andrew Luck going into the season coming off of injury is going to be the biggest question, Cuervo. I think I think Luck will be fine uh, from a mental standpoint. Physically, you know, it's, it's yet to be seen. But, um, you know, I just think, yeah, it's kind of like, to me, I think it is kind of by default because I, as much as I like Jacksonville, Sonny, I, I don't know if they're – I don't know if they're going to be able to get past Indianapolis. Um, yep. You know, I mean. Oh, they got to get past Houston. Like, like Bryce said, Houston can be. Hey, listen, they got Brock Osweiler. You can say what you want about this guy, Cuervo, but he was he was doing the job. Now, granted, defensively, they had a great defense up there, but Brock Osweiler wasn't the worst coming out, and he's taking over, and now that's his team, and but it's his team to lose, too. Yeah, Sonny Coin. I mean, it's... oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm 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 done, Bryce. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you oh. Um, Sonny Clark. I'm gonna say it like I say it about the Bengals. Don't trust Brock Osweiler. It was <laughs> fools. It was fools gold. Look at this guy. Multiple second halves of football games last year. He got Good figured point. out. And yes. teams really, really took took it to that team, took it to that office in the second half. This is a yes. seventy-two million dollar guy. Don't put your faith in him, and that's why. And that's why I don't put my faith in the Texans. Blake Bortles is a guy that I like. I think he's got moxie. I think he's got a great duo of receivers. And Absolutely. And one about Gus Bradley, this team, even when they're bad, seems to play hard for that coach. Oh, I like I'm the Jacksonville so, Jaguars. Uh, no, I'm so sick of that. Oh, we'll play for the coach. They've been playing for the coach for the last 10 freaking years, okay? <laughs> they can't save the goddamn coach's life, okay? The Jaguars need an overhaul, and I think it starts with the, with the coach. That having been said, they do have the talent, and I do like that. I like the talent. Whether or not the chemistry of the team can all of them play at the same time when they have 11 on the field. That's going to be the biggest question and that's coaching you can have all the talent in the world but if that chemistry is not developed out on the field that comes from coaching and making sure players need to be where they need to be I want the Jaguars to win I'm the biggest Jaguar fan I'll pick them to lose when I think they're going to lose I'm not that homer I just you know this is, and they got a within their own division that if they can't win in their own division, it's just going to get worse outside the division. I want to see more from them. So, but everybody, that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato. Thanks, guys. Anything before, you're out, before we're out of here? 
Uh, no, Sonny, I, I'm good. Thank you for uh, thanks for coming on, Bryce. Uh, you know, always appreciated uh, with the uh, with uh, you know another opinion in, in the in the panel. So appreciate you coming yep. on. But yeah, Sonny, I mean, I, we we did it. We 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 covered the rest of the NFL, and, and you know, Thursday night is is not far away. So get ready, guys. It's 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 right there. Season's here. And the one the one story we didn't talk about because we don't have to talk about it very much and and the reason being is is just because the guy needs to get some help. Lawrence Taylor again rested for DUI in Florida. Man, if there's anything that you need to know, my friend, is you need help. Get the help, become a decent member of society, stop with what you think you can get away with and get some help because you need it. That's the only thing I got to say regarding Lawrence Taylor. Um, get some help, my friend. You need it. That's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So for Cuervo Tarvin, who dipped in for about a minute and a half. And then, of course, Bryce joining us here towards the end. We start at 9 a.m. next Sunday as we bring you NFL football. And we cover them all on Sunday morning, Cuervo. Week number one next week. I'm getting jazzed. You ready for week number one, my friend? Am I ready? Sonny, I've been ready since the day after the Super Bowl. By the way, Carolina wins the opening game against Denver. Say that again. Carolina will what now? They're going to win the opening night against Denver. I think it's a well, no-brainer. so opening night. Hold on. Turn that down. There, down. We're going to be on air Thursday. Uh, I got the day off on Thursday, so we're going to talk about it. I will be up on air. I just wanted to let you know that, my friend. Can't go week number one without not talking about it. I ruined the surprise then, Sonny. I'll take that back. Uh, I don't know who's going to win. Uh, All right, you don't know who's going to win. We'll find out. Uh, It's going to be a good one, so we'll talk about that Thursday on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're out here, everybody. Have a good day. Bye-bye.